And this is Mr. Sean Connery here. Welcome back to The Rock. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I've got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from The Rock. What the fuck? To all my neighbors, you got much flavor. Let's flip the track. Bring the old school back. This is how we do it. And you call this archaeology? Welcome back. Dude, that was a terrible, horrible Sean Connery impersonation. Sounds like you've been keeping your regulating backhand strong. Yeah. Yeah. Two. That was, yeah, so, yeah. Just go for it. WTF in deal <laughs> with Spicy and the Fox Danger who is never made aware of what's going to happen before it happens. I'm not very good at doing any voices if you haven't noticed. Oh, welcome to the rock. Welcome to the rock. <laughs> you almost sound you don't really sound like Sean Connery. I would say you sound more like like a 50s newscaster. A 50s newscaster. Yeah. What? I don't know. I don't know why 50s newscasters just come into mind, but it it does for that, man. I don't like golfing with women very much. This just in. I prefer the company of men. Wow. That's why he's actually said that. All right, well. Because you see, I happen to like when men have that thing between their legs. It's much more engaging. And today we're going to be talking about your ding-a-ling and whatever we happen to talk about. Because we, have, we wanted to get together just because why not? It's always fun. We have uh, a new topic coming up in the future, I think. Uh, not nostalgia part two, but another nostalgia-themed topic of something that was suggested by Haya that had also previously been something that had been considered before about uh, deprecated events and, 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 you know, it's a whole subject you can imagine that goes into. And also, since I've been gearing up my Black Mage now, and Fox has had time on Black Mage but isn't quite ready to commit, I think, the Black Mage episode will be coming in the future, as well as anything else, so. Yeah, I really haven't had a ton of time to do much Black Mage stuff, honestly. It's just been on the back burner because I, I have to be committed to, like, so many things to make runs function, so I just haven't yet. In blackest night, nobody shall escape Green Lantern's light. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that, if if it wasn't confusing before, it certainly is now. That should be Sean Connery, before he dies, should be the next Green Lantern. Um, you might be late to that party. Oh yeah, he's dead, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, he, oh. just, he just recently died, that's right. I don't keep up with these celebrities. You know, I think Googling shit is going to be, just based on what we talked about pre-show, is going to be up there. And that, that just that's just thematic for what we might talk about. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm probably not going to talk about the, what do you call getting XI'd because I canceled my AF plus three in between day one and two and didn't know I'd be punished from these punishing mechanics and lost my items. Yeah, well, why would you cancel? Actually, the Moogle, or the Goblin does tell you that you'll lose your items. Ah, well, not reading and not reading BG. And the, the worst thing is, every time these people are so stupid and post these things on r slash FFXI, not the new and improved and better manicured r slash Final Fantasy 1-1, then it's always a fucking cell phone picture. It's How many years are we going to go into the future before people start using a screenshot function? It's built into the computer they're playing on. To be fair, there are people who post to our Discord who still use cell phone pictures. Dude, it's the print screen button. You press it, you go to paint, you press paste or control V, and then you just save it. Woo! It's a lot easier I mean, than... There's lots of ways to do it. I mean, there's even built into, like, I think Windows 11, there's there's other, like, light screen captures and stuff. I don't like, it's not even 11. 
it's not even like the old school like control print screen and then go pull up your paint and do all that shit like I do. I do that for every single one of my screenshots because I just can't be bothered to learn the other way. So in, in a sense, I'm I'm kind of the the newer version of the person who just takes the screenshot with their phone. It's just I, I have the upgraded version we're not mad at just yet. I use light But shots, I'm sure though. someday it'll be bad. Yeah. Light shots served me well for all these years. I forget what it's what what it's called specifically that works with like Windows eleven, but I don't I don't, I don't have the newest processor. There's a chip shortage, so uh and there's a guac shortage. Now there's a chip and right. dip shortage. It's unfortunate. Not as unfortunate as this episode shall be. So how are you, Fox? Uh, I'm doing okay. I've uh, just been working on a lot of school-related stuff to make sure everything's ironed out before I uh, I move out there um, coming up next month. It's about exactly a month from now. I'm going to miss you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we'll see. Um, apparently, I have like two roommates I've never met, and that's pretty standard for the whole process. So we'll see what kind of awkward shenanigans that'll bring. Because I guarantee you I'm going to be older than both of them. Oh, boy. Well, maybe maybe even combined. You'll also have more cane than they do. It's true. Absolutely true. So I got that going, and I had to just make sure that all my classes and stuff were taken care of. Um, yesterday, I submitted four of my classes because I'm I'm not a, a sophomore, or I'm not a, uh, a freshman or anything. I'm, I go over as a junior because I'm a transfer, so I get to sign up for classes sooner. So I made sure I got all my classes situated and all that good jazz, so... Um, I guess it's going out to anyone who is listening. Just make sure you stay on top of that because you don't want to miss your classes if if you're having to do the same thing. Um, so watch those dates. Uh, as far as in-game goes, I've been doing some Lua-related stuff. Um, just making new Lua's for jobs. I've been working on White Mage. Um, White Mage Lua is almost done. And I've kind of taken a break from that because I really want to start playing Summoner again. Um, there's a lot of talk about Summoner, especially with the master level increase, and I've been wanting to get on there, but I don't have a functioning Lua right now. Is there so, something particular about Summoner getting master levels or something that makes you excited to play it? Or Yeah, yeah, just because of the heals jobs. Yeah, because of the heals. Um, Summoner Sub Scholar is going to be pretty huge um, with this uh, master level 30. So if I can get master level 30, um, Summoner Sub Scholar is going to just be an amazing healer, basically. It's actually kind of nice now because you can do the healing and do the passive uh, buffs and the buffing. Yeah, exactly. And of course, it's in events where you can use your sub job, right? But uh, yeah, everything yeah, except one. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then uh, you have Geomancer and Bard that are also in the exact same boat. And Sub Scholar, it will add quite a bit of depth to all three of those jobs, especially when it comes to the healing and support side. And um, you might be able to just completely change how you build parties and stuff. It could change how you uh, evaluate your healers for certain content and stuff like that. So it's just something to stay on people's radar. Um, other than that, uh, I already commented on the the ridiculous drama that occurred in the Discord regarding the <laughs> dumbasses in that shell. So I'm not part oh, of that uh, NM link shell anymore. Yeah. I forgot about um, that already. Yeah, so it's it just because it, it comes up when I talk about like content that I do and relating it to you know how you see things on on the server specifically Azura and the Azura and isms that that come from how people approach stuff. Uh, I use that a lot as a educational guide, basically when I when we talk about it satirically. So I'm I won't be able to talk about I, them anymore. I really meant that they sucked, and I'll still say they suck. Uh, they're just. 
new and or ignorant and, and a lot of their decisions they've made lately definitely reflect that they are they're like they're like a missile on autopilot to explode that's what they are they're arching over and then they just explode because they don't care yeah and honestly i i think with this i've kind of realized that i just i just shouldn't even bother helping these people anymore because once they get their their one taste of some kind of victory um they immediately look back and say, oh, well, I don't need any of this. I was never carried, they said. I, I was never carried by these They were so were adamant about carrying. it. They were adamant. Yeah. yeah, so for people who don't know, like, we did carry a majority of their runs. And it's not about us being strong, like I had mentioned in the uh, the Discord chat. It's about the leadership not being able to identify that they're being carried. And that's going to cause them problems later when they actually go to attempt this content without the people carrying them. Outside so. of inviting people, Sif barely constitutes a leader. So It's true. If you just invite people and you don't say much and things just go horribly wrong and you just kind of go like, I guess we'll do this. And then like it's quiet outside of the two people that have to be permanently muted because they won't use push to talk or have a bird squawking <laughs> in the background slash constantly. They play on a laptop and every time they play here, click, 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 click every five seconds when they're playing. Yeah. Like outside of not even telling those people not to interfere with the entire voice communication of every run, uh, just like, you know, it's amazing. I'm over there, but like Carrot and I will show up and be like, uh, so what skill change should we do, carrot or spicy? It's like, what? I don't even fucking talk. And it's like, I know I'm here and saying I have to skill chain because I'm on Black Magic Burst because I'm on Black Mage to get the win. Yeah. And it's a statue for a wave one clear. But like, why? Like, you just, like, like, you're not even there. You're just, come on. I would talk about preparedness a lot and trying to make sure people understood that they need to research content without directly telling you, hey, you need to go research this and try to prepare them for that because I wasn't always going to be around anyway, like regardless of their take on it. Like once I had figured that they were going to be good enough, I was just going to leave it now and just move on to the next shell to help, which I'm not going to do anymore, by the way. That's kind of what I'm getting at is I'm fucking done doing that. Ah, it's like a people. bad breakup, Fox. It's like yeah, you get your heart broken by stupidity the, and then, you know, you'll say you'll never love again, but then you meet someone like me. The, and point, then... the point being, though, is that I... I told them that they need to like research things and actually figure out how shit works. And oh, you know, um, that won't. dude as a leader specifically doesn't. So this right now is not me saying that he's a terrible leader. It's, oh, in, I'm sorry. it's you're hearing it and inferring that you're a terrible leader based on this. And it's because of these facts that I'm using as an example, that way they understand the context that I'm not just shit talking to a link shell. I'm shit talking the thing that I see recurring that not only they do, but everyone does and that people will go to lead things, but then they won't do the research to lead things. And I, and I get that it sucks to be a leader, by the way, like because I have to lead just about anything I take part in because I, I know stuff and people will just like look up to you and say, hey, you know how to do this. Will you just tell me so I don't have to like research it myself? And, you know, when you when you go to lead things, you have to actually go and research this stuff yourself and figure out with your group exactly how everything works. And it just makes your group better overall. It makes things more streamlined. And like it, it makes it so that you don't have to rely on people carrying you to figure out what your group can can accomplish. And it, it's just the overall message that I feel is like constantly lost. And it's 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 frustrating. It's and sometimes it feels like you waste your time, you know? It's the underlying message of the show to yeah. you know, to not be an ignorant fool and and do more than nothing. And that do more than nothing, which is a, hard, right? A lot of people just shut up and did fucking ass nothing. Like if it wasn't yeah. if it wasn't the guy they didn't call out for auto weapon skilling, uh, Wraith or whatever. If they didn't call him out for auto weapon skilling and being a fucking doofus, uh, which he just stopped showing up because he got called out. And then now that you're gone and every all everyone that had like 
Haydn and, and, and Abject and everyone had nothing to do with this, didn't say a oh, word. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just kicked the them part. out, too. And it's like, wow. And they don't say thank you. They just get kicked out. And that's it. You know, I do feel bad for my group sometimes because I'm so vocal about the failings of others and in, in a way that's trying to make it so that they get better, you know? Uh, I'm just too blunt about it, apparently. And my group constantly, I, I see it as getting punished for for being associated with me, even though they had nothing to do with the decisions that are being made. I don't speak for them, by the way. I just mention them because they play with me and we have our ups and downs. My group is not perfect, as I've hopefully demonstrated over the course of this show. And uh, there's so many failed era body attempts and uh, just recently. And, you know, just just don't 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 pick and choose what you want to hear, basically. It's fucking so stupid. For those who don't understand what's actually being discussed, besides he's not knowing show anymore, uh, a listener slash listeners uh, who are we, we suspect who it is, but it doesn't matter. It's whatever. Listen, it's fine. Yeah, I Enjoy. don't really care. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Then it's not worth you know singling anyone out. Whatever. So some listeners went to this link show in general, and they lined up specific parts of multiple episodes according to what the text was. It's like I received. Uh, links to multiple parts of episodes about you saying things about our link shell. The last time you said that you broke your back carrying us, and you know you never carry. And it was like this long fucking. Well, it wasn't me breaking my back. It was me, and then like usually the people I go with yeah. that I bring that broke our backs collectively. Yes, correct. Who, who broke our backs doing that? Just and to that, clarify, and that's what you've always yeah, and that's what you've always said. So, and it's not wrong. It's true. And if I heard that, I'd be like, wow. It may not be great. That maybe people... I should step up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I should step up. It's like, wow. It may not be great that people publicly think this about me to the point where it's so bad and repeated, and no, no progress or hope has been seen. That you know they'll say this publicly with no remorse because it's that bad and 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 pretty laughably sad that they're going to say this publicly. Wow. Maybe I should uh, have a moment of introspection and just think about why people feel that way about me. Nah, fuck these guys. They're assholes. They're out. You know, it's like, come on, it's ridiculous. And to to kick me without saying anything and send you a long message and it's like, oh, tell Spicy to drop the pearl if he hasn't already. Uh, spoiler alert, haven't <laughs> dropped it. And uh, spoiler alert, going to put that on randomly. So that's going to oh, be good. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Maybe you speak for me now. So am I going to look bad because of the things that you do? Yeah. It's like, wow. Are you I'm me, saying Fox? that facetiously because I don't give a shit. So it's like, wow, Fox is yeah. me and I'm you. That's we're we're the same person now. We're married now. Fusion Fox. dance. <laughs> Fusion. Ha ha ha. Oh man, but no, it's if if your group this is easily I I've been in different link shells from the concierge and they were far better than this one in particular and uh, the fact they got anywhere to where they got whether it was Neonic or anything was literally because they were carried by you abject and anyone else associated with you. Uh, so they actually did one of their Ionics on their own. Like if I'm going to be critical what, what, about what things, like I'm going to be fair about it. What number? It was it was at least the second one. Okay. I remember their first round, um, Beastmaster and myself got them through some of the helms. And I think they did some on their own, but it was probably through Astral Burn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I remember it was going absolutely horrible, at least yeah. the first time. So the fact that they were carried through diversions. Hey, that's great, though. And, I mean, and at least they... and everything is they got to the point where they did it because they were geared up by being carried to that point, too. Yeah, I mean, at least they were able to get it the second time. Like, I still think progress is a positive thing, even if I don't agree with the leadership of the shell. That's where the progress stopped, Laughable though. As it is. That the progress may have even gone backwards from that point. Yeah, because you know it's like uh, when Slomer left the link show, who was leading things, 
I don't know if he was yeah, leading. He did it really it. well too. That's yeah, really he sad. was. He he did a good job, and I'm like, wow, this that's when you first were joining too, and it's like you're helping them, and they're like, this link shell is getting better. It's going places. And you even talked before about you know the link shell men many moons ago. Link shell men's actually making progress. We cleared our first this. You know they're actually learning this and that, and that those were positives. But when Slomer left, I said everything went downhill. I yeah. said there goes the link shell. And that's all I said. And Charitu got so mad at me that he deleted what I said and started raging at me in the chat. It's like, okay. So that's that's, that's what happens. And uh, it's just kind of sad that instead of being appreciative for the people who made up the utter strength of what you were trying to do, who you leaned on for knowledge and, and jobs and things that you all benefited from, you'll just turn around in an instant because someone goes, look, they said that they're breaking their back. Because that's how you guys are, and just boop, that's it. Fuck you guys, you're kicked. Yeah. It's like okay, well, I'm describe a specific run exactly how the run went. So, and all it's all it's to do is to, it's not to because I don't need I don't need to brag about like being a strong dude or that my my group is full of strong dudes or anything. Like we don't need to do that. We just go out and clear the content that they're attempting with just us and call it a day. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like again, it's always to try to illustrate a point that these are the things that you need to look for in order to strengthen your group. Like These are the things that are occurring that's causing your group not to get any stronger. Um, but I do understand that people sometimes do need a helping hand, and that's primarily why I want to join as like a, a way to help people because like not everyone just starts you know and i think i saw this comment in our discord as an 11 out of 10 right out the gate i think that was from lucifer actually <laughs> uh, not everyone starts out in 11 out of 10 like everyone should understand this like not everyone is ready for the content that they're doing and sometimes you do need help from people who end up carrying you but when you get carried over and over and over again and there's no progress made it becomes complacent Yes. And then you want to use that as a way to educate other people as to, hey, you know, this is what occurred. You know, this is what you want to look for. So therefore, you can fix it by applying some critical thought to this situation. I was, so. I was upset you were very stunned that we won wave three. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, we would be stunned. Yeah, I, I actually was. I've, and I've in the same breath, I was, I was also... I was also glad they did it too. Like, the, see, the thing is, is I'm not, I'm not salty that I'm not in the link shell anymore. I'm salty because my time and effort was utterly wasted. That's that's what I care about. Like, I don't really give a shit about some like group of people who didn't talk to me unless I could give them something, which is basically what occurred every time we went to Dynamis. Like, no one ever said anything in shell. Um, and then Dynamis would happen, and then I would be expected to like get them out of fucking binds and shit as they tried to fumble and fuck their way through. Uh, you know content that's been around for like three years that's easily researchable and easily to figure out it's been around so, for more than three years i believe uh, yeah four or five years it's like time home. it feels it feels like it's not been that long but it's been around for fucking ever it's been point. around for a while and the point is is that like even if you just were to google this shit or just watch a clear of somebody doing it and seeing what jobs need to be brought and at what level they needed to be played or just pay attention you know, trial and error yeah, not just like throw throw like four puppet masters in a run and, and hope that these strong dudes that show up will get you through the content. Those are some merch strats. Not how it works. Yeah. So yeah, just be be prepared for the things that you attempt, and I have to, I basically have to to reevaluate how I go about helping people because it, it clearly doesn't work because people just get what they want. And then they just look that gift horse directly in the mouth. So. Well, that's also a fox why I stopped leading a shell because it was constantly people trying to ride coattails. Even yesterday, yeah. for somehow, I guess the tells are back. Karak got a tell from someone. Does your link shell do, what was it, Aeonics, they asked? Or... It was Dynamis. I saw, I saw yeah. her post that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does your link shell do divergence? It's like, well, who the oh, fuck geez. are you? And why are you asking for a win, Loki? Never heard of this fucking guy. 
Yeah. Uh, why are they sending Carrot to tell? Like, who sends Carrot tells? I, I don't know, man. But years ago, when Divergence was the latest content, I had a link show specifically for something like that in Ionix. It was constant people just wanting to, you know, ride coattails. And eventually, when that was the last time I ever let a link show, and that will be the last time, it was because, no, I'm not going to, you guys are not here to, to fucking to, to jerk off in my face like that. It's just not happening. But it's, to get back. To an earlier point, though, that I was making is is that I, I do feel bad for my group because I, I, again, don't speak for them. And I'm not going to assume that I know what's best for them either. And some of them may actually enjoy just being on these derpy runs and getting their RP. But now they can't go to these runs anymore because they because of some sort of damaged pride because of, of what was being called out for. And it, it really sucks when people get fingered because of you know, guilty by association. Yeah. It's, it's really dumb. They have nothing to do with it. And yeah, that sort of thing happens. So I, I want to publicly apologize to my group that they have to constantly deal with that shit because that's apparently part of doing business with me. It sucks. Well, I mean, last time your group ended up being with you because when that link shell went wrong they ended up you know they were hanging around you and they liked you and they wanted to play with you anyway yeah <laughs> they get immediately exiled so i mean it's not like it's a casualty of being with you it was a casualty of how other people are it's like when everyone thinks i'm this you know this jerk or whatever not just because i i act like a jerk or behave like one it's because i'm not your friend like when you send me all these danks and everything and and all this that like i yelled today for i just did the thief guide and i yelled that there's a new thief guide because i zeroed out the sets from the other one that people have been using so I start the ball rolling of people spreading or knowing that there's a new thief guide. And, you know, immediately the, tell, the yell I get is, oh, thanks for your Dragoon guide, by the way. It's like, excuse me, I'm not talking about that. Uh, so I said, no, 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 you, this is thief. And then someone goes, wow, you're such a self-absorbed jerk, Spicy, that you can't even acknowledge someone thanking you. It's like, that's what was yelled immediately from someone just waiting to try and pounce. But it's like, no, I'm not your friend. I'm not here to be nice to you. I don't care if you appreciate it. I don't do it for your appreciation because I'm self-absorbed. But it's like you have to not be friends with these random people because they're just yep. – that's just what I come to after all these years. Like I'm not going to be friends with these random people. We don't have a relationship, and it's not – I don't care how you appreciate it. And if you think that I'm this self-absorbed asshole because I'm apathetic to your to your feelings, uh, why would I need to pay attention to your feelings anyway – then, then so be it, because that's how people act. They get all, you know, into themselves, and, and every time someone gets a taste of something, they just seem to take it too far, and they just, yeah, that's the problem. But either way... But yeah, that's, hey man, that's how I'm doing. Yeah, that, that's pretty good, Fox. I'm glad to see you're, you're doing so oh, well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah, everything's great. Um, all, all sorts of great progress in-game and out-of-game, so yeah, things probably could be better. But uh, how are you doing, dude? I'm about to open up it's been a while for a fruit beer, Fox. I no. I had to... I didn't know we were going to be... I even forgot about, as I said, Notorious Monster Link Shell. And I'm going to open this up, and it's probably, as I expect, better. Still terrible, but still better than that Link Shell. This fruit beer. So let's... This fruit beer. Let's, let's get this... This Trogues Guava and Passion Fruit Tart Ale brewed with real passion fruit and guava handcrafted by the Trogue Brothers. Let's, uh, let's get this sucker going. Oh boy! Oh, that smells like fruit. Oh, it smells like fermented fruit. It's a beer that I would probably never partake in. Yeah, yeah. Serving a chalice, it says in the side. 
a chalice, huh? Serving a chalice. So, so are you are you drinking it as recommended? Do you? No, have a I just op- I just opened the can. I'm self absorbed. I can't be partaking. I have a chalice. As dude, in- that's all. That's all we need is for like people to 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 suddenly find out you drink things from a chalice. I have the Belgian beer chalice. You know that you drink Belgians. Oh, from, of course. You know that's it's, if you get an expensive Belgian beer, you should be drinking it from proper drinkware. But this oh, is okay. this is not a this is. So we have in the side here. Oh, this this smells like yep. Like a dirty pussy. Brood. What? <laughs> well, it's guava and passion fruit. You ever smell down there? Don't insult <laughs> your fruit beer. Spoilers, it's probably not guava and passion fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brood with 15 pounds per barrel of real fruit. Passion fruit guava tart ale is a refreshing tropical take on our new tart and fruit series. Apparently it's not trademarked either. The combination of guava and passion fruit Two colorful and aromatic tropical fruits lays down a juicy backbone with a pleasantly sweet and tart tang. Hardendal Kvyek yeast adds notes of ripe pineapple. Hold up, where's this? Where's this beer from? Uh, New York, from um, what is this? It's someplace I think in upstate New York. So. I can understand it being like an experiment oh, no. on the tropical beer, but like if you if you're not like from a tropical place and you're trying to craft this tropical beer, I guess Trogues used to be up in New York, but I guess they've since in the years moved to Colorado, and this <laughs> yeah very guess, tropical out there. And this was made in Hershey Drive, Hershey Park Drive, so Hershey Park, Pennsylvania, and Hershey. So this is made next to the places they make chocolate. Oh, that's good. Let's uh, let's, let's taste this. Mm-mm. Like I get that you can tropically infuse things that you know are, you don't have to live in the tropics to do that. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't like try to go on this tangent on the description on my beer about how you know tropical fifteen pounds are. of real fruit as opposed to what artificial fruit made in a, a petri dish. What is this real fruit? I'd be like, hey guys, we've imported and now experimented upon this fruit that's in this beer. I hope you don't cringe when you drink it. Please enjoy from a chalice. That, that would be <laughs> my description on this beer. From a yeah. chalice? From a chalice. Uh, it literally says chalice. Uh, you know, last time there was a guava beer on the show, it was really fucking bad. And like this thick, sedimenty guava that was really offensive. This one's not bad. Oh. I think... Uh, Kvik, not the direction I expect that to go in. I think Kavik uh, yeast is like this Norwegian sort of yeast, too. It's probably why it makes it a little... It probably brings it down a notch from being obnoxious. It's not. It's not horribly out of balance. It's just not. Yeah, because when I think of a tropical beer, I think Norwegian. I think of Norway. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sweden. We gotta give a shout out to Sweden here. I think he works in Norway. Oh, he's from Sweden, but works in Norway. Something like that. Drives down the road, and there's dead animals on him. He says, because that's what happens in those nice places. Oh, okay. Just like Hersey Park, Pennsylvania. At any rate, I am doing all right after. Well, I'll start off with real life before going into the game here. After our amazing podcast last time with the Varaka Cringer, this I guess is the Varaka Cringer Part 2, uh, I went to get into bed. Uh, it was, like, late. I stayed up editing that for a while because it was not a typical edit. And then I went to do, like, a card farm or something. Or, no, I went to go get the Sorcerer's Gloves because they still would not drop. So, <laughs> that's right. Uh, the Spicy and the Sorcerer's Gloves. And they still would not drop. And I stayed up for like over an hour and they didn't drop. I just went to bed. And I went to get into bed. And my I have a Japanese bed frame. So it's not terribly tall. Um, like it's actually 
wood from Japan or whatever. It's not like an image. It's just like Japanese. So it's a, it's basically holds a futon that sits on a floor, right? Yeah, it, it's it's taller. It's it's like maybe a foot off the floor. Okay. Instead of like really on the floor, so maybe 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 a foot and a half off the floor. Uh, what is that like a third of a meter or a half of a meter, something like that? And so it's got like wooden slats and everything. And there's the bar that goes in the middle of wood, and it it's got the post in the middle that keeps the bed from like you know it supports the middle of the bed because that's what a cross beam on a wooden frame bed does. Yeah. And apparently that little post shifted and came out, and I happened to have. My very nice, not, they're not like, they're nice expensive. They're just, I like them. They're nice German crystal. Uh, Stolzler? Uh, Stolzler? Yeah, that's that's the glasses. Uh, Pinot Noir glasses from Germany under my bed. And I got in bed like 4.30 in the morning and I hear, <coughs> and I go, oh. what is all that broken glass I just heard? Oh no. And by this point, I was like really drunk because I had been Rip. up for like several hours I went through like a bunch of other stuff at that point I'm like editing and just keep like when you're editing and just drinking and you're not even paying attention anymore you get to that point where you're like oh man I've been drinking a lot I'm out of it and then I went to get in bed and it just <laughs> I'm like <laughs> that was sad. something just went terribly wrong something yeah the whole box got crushed in because of the it's not like because there like there was like no clearance between the box and the glasses and, and the crossbeam because it's not a tall bed it's like low bed frame and just just hear breaking glass my spirit that's what my spirit sounds like it's broken glass yeah i haven't investigated the damage i just left the box where it was because i have other wine glasses that were not next to this cross beam there's a little more clearance that did not get affected because i have only so many glasses i can fit in my my cabinet so i keep most of them under the bed for when one breaks or there's company or you know they just pull them out so i, I live in a one bedroom i don't got storage so now it's impossible for you to drink your Pinot Noir. I, so you no longer have Pinot Noir glasses. I have two in the cabinet still. Uh, you know, I just did not. These probably I probably lost two or three out of the four underneath the bed. That's very sad. So, yeah. Otherwise, the inventory two hundred one guide I mentioned last time is there. People commented on it's good for a first attempt, and that was all good and all. Everyone sucks. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy. Uh, somebody made a thread like, oh, they, they suggest how to use Organizer. I've never used Organizer, so instead of making a thread about nothing on Auction House, like trying to outline barely anything in the guide with a, like one altered suggestion, it's like, thank you for that. You could have just said how to use Organizer. Still don't use it. Maybe one day I'll figure it out and improve that section. But I finished the Thief Guide right before we got on, so it's been months of talking about it. And I finally finished all the templates. I finally added all the stuff changed all the stuff, moved it all over, and zeroed out, as I said, the old Thief community guide. Anyone's free to go in there. It was no longer a neutral tone. I was dominating an entire community section. That's not how a shared work works. You don't take ownership of everything by editing it and no one else changing it for years, and it just becomes yours. It's not what it is. So I now have a Thief guide. It's Rogue's Gallery. No. Yes, and it starts off with a Jack Nicholson quote. I feel like it's hard to go wrong with Jack Nicholson. I do too because I love fucking lots of women. <laughs> that's, that's, there you go. that's a horrible Jack Nicholson, but he's known for like fucking a million women. Anyway, this episode. So it's already up there. It's up there. Otherwise, so that's out there. Comments, concerns, questions. I'll make a thing on the new and improved Final Fantasy Eleven Reddit about that. Uh otherwise also uh, we'll talk about this afterwards. It's about the post there that came to mind when I was talking about it, about the new area of the crawler's nest we're getting. But uh, otherwise, in game, we had an awesome 
capacity points slash exemplar points party that got thrown together. <laughs> it was fucking baller. I don't, I don't ever use that phrase. I probably it was won't ever okay. again. It was fun. It was great. It was. Black, it was fun. It yeah. was Sam and Black. We went to the Hounds, and one side of the bots was disconnecting and not working. The other side, we were able to just camp over and say "fuck you guys" because it was like three bots instead of a whole party, of course, as it would be. And uh, we just took over that whole Hounds camp in in Cosnar. And it was I was on Blue, Fox was on Beast because I go Fox, go Beast, I have to go Beast, get points for Beast so I can make you come Beast the things, Fox, go Beast because I can't find Beast. <laughs> it was very selfish of me. Can't find Beast. I wanted you to like. You know, sometimes it's just like, you know, getting back in your your old flame and you just got to sometimes realize, you know, hmm, got to be reminded. So, <laughs> this, is yeah, well. this is horrible analogies, as I do. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, Avara Concridger. And so that was that was two other six. Then we had Haya there on Geo, because apparently a Geo in the world has not capped. That was, that was impressive. Carrot was on Summoner. And then we had Sex. The infamous and well-loved sex. Uh, Seben Oct on Samurai with Leet Tooler. Well, I can't remember the Black Mage. It was like an L-E-I-U. Somewhere, they were on Black Mage. And the Sam was soloing a mob with a Mac, Black Mage Magic Burst. And the Scholar was... You know, not Scholar. The Summoner was buffing and Magic Bursting or doing Blood Packs. And Fox and I were just doing a three-step light to absolutely completely destroy these hounds. Because Savage Blade's doing 99k lights. And it's just... Just it was very fun for a non-traditional, non-bard, non-core, non-special sort of sort of group. Yeah, not having a bard was definitely interesting because normally you don't see that on EP. Like you see a lot of groups, they shout for it, and it just stops the group cold yeah. if they don't get it. And that's not true. Like as long as you can cap your haste in other ways, you can usually find some way to cobble together the buffs you need. And this party kind of shows that that exists. It's partly why I'm so partial to summoner because you get TP bonus, which is what we're using. We need we get attack bonus. You get uh, the end fire was doing like a hundred something, hundred thirty or hundred sixty damage a hit, and I'm swinging away at that. That was great. And they give Haska and Magic Burst and damage. They were doing ninety nine k flaming crush. It was just like okay. So summoner is. I mean, even take away the damage, summoner is great there. They were carrying, they were pulling, they were supporting. As a summoner, can really fit into a party and do great. That's why I always shout for it for various things, and no one ever brings it because why would you bring something useful? So that's right. Like a Beastmaster who like forgets some of their gear in their mog house. <laughs> Their, their body slot doesn't swap the entire time. Wow. Like that's, it's like, what the hell's going on with my accuracy? And it's, well, it's because I forgot gear. And don't do that, guys. Always make sure you validate and have all your gear on you. You got to build it into your Lua's, which, by the way, you sent me an updated Black Mage Lua. I will publish it to this, to the thing. I've been working. Yeah. Oh, no, go, go for it. No, I was gonna, I've been working on my Black Mage one, too. There's another one. Was it Scholar or something you had me? I had to upload the fix to? Those two were in the queue to add. Yeah, I I did a um I think I did a fix to scholar also, but the fix to black mage uh, was also an update to black mage uh, where it'll now keep track of your uh, your jaw casting on on mobs with a with a timer and um, oh is that what we were talking about? Yeah, and it'll actually update whether or not you should wear your uh, your wicked chasse's plus one, which gives you the extra forty second duration. You only need that on the first cast for the first mob that receives it. And uh, there is a, uh, a fairly complex queue system that I had to build into it in order to track the mobs that had the jaw on it and then get removed in a timely fashion uh, when the variables get reset. And basically, with it controlling the pants and everything, like there was quite a bit that went into that part. But um, it was a thought puzzle, really. Uh, but uh, now that that's updated, anyone who wants to use that Lua should be able to to get that part to work. Um, 
it, it'll help you keep track of your jaws and stuff, which is nice. That sounds a lot better than what I was going to do because I was just going to add the timer and then once you cast it, that's it. It won't come back on until that timer's expired. And I figured that if that was a problem, it wouldn't matter because the only time you're killing mobs at a fast enough rate that you'd really care about the longer duration would be like on, on you know, you only care about the longer duration that it's going to lead living. And if the timer has gone past 100 uh, seconds or whatever, and that's 100 seconds, it's like, it is 100 seconds. It's it's mm-hmm. not even two minutes. So if 100 seconds have gone by and you really need extra time and you've killed or whatever, I figure that you're fighting fodder and it doesn't matter if you had the bonus or not. So That's I, fair. I, but yeah, it sounds like you did like a really good, accurate way of doing it. It's pretty accurate for now. Um, I'm actually going to have to go in and uh, do some stuff with mob IDs to differentiate between like two different mobs of the same name and tracking their jaws. Um, otherwise, the queue system assigns a number based on their positioning queue. Uh, to try to do it, but it's not perfect. Um, so I do still need to do some work on that, but it's functional for now. What you were describing, honestly, will work in 99% of situations anyway. Like the, the lure that you're crafting. Yeah, for a lot less work, um, most of the time you aren't going to try to jaw like multiple targets and need to track their debuffs. Like that, that's just not a realistic scenario. So for the basically a lot less work, you're going to get what's effectively going to be the exact same result. And in all but that 1% of scenarios where it could come up. And for those who don't know why you'd want to do that, Jaw is uh, part of the cumulative magic system on Black Mage where you cast Jaw or Comet, and it puts a debuff on the mob. So for the next 60 seconds, unless you have the pants to extend the duration, every time you cast that again or any of that same type damage, so if you cast a Jaw again, or if someone else does, two people to Black Mage to three Black Mage can stack it up to 25% bonus. Any other type of magic... The resist wall still exists, by the way, so not like you can just ignore that, but any other type of magic used for that duration will get that extra damage bonus on top of that damage. So it powers up a specific elemental type of damage, and generally, you're, like if it's Ongo or something, you're nuking one type of damage, so you want a job very much because that's you know one of Black Mage's bread and butter ways to power up their, their wimpy nukes. Yeah, stacks up to 25%, which is a massive bonus. Yeah. So you really do want it, yes. I've been really enjoying Black Mage. I had not played it since 75. I was sharing some of my macros there, like uh, party, say, macros for casting stun oh, yeah. and, you know, these sorts of things and, like, equip Chantoyant Staff and Macera Grip and stuff like that. <laughs> <So>, <laughs> Buggered Strap plus one. You know, these these kinds of, you know, equip basic, like, Ikara Westkit and uh, Ikara Tiara for enfeebling kind of, like, stuff going on. Although it was the AF body from Fibli in, in a tiara, but back at seventy classic gear. So yeah, it's been a while. But I I like Fox's Lua, but it just didn't feel like it was like like it's like someone made a nice glove or a nice shoe and it doesn't fit you right. <laughs> it's like oh that's a nice shoe, but it just doesn't fit me. So I've been I took my Blue Mage one and I've just been as I've been getting cards or whatever I've been adding different parts, customizing, looking at gear sets I want to make and. I've also been looking at the old Black Mage damage calculator that has up to tier 5 nukes. I've been trying to, if I'm capable of doing this, and I'm not, a, not proficient with Excel, of adding the new nukes and the values because those are known and they're on BG. I was just going to add them in to calculate. I had to add all the gear and everything in. It's just essentially a Black Mage nuking spreadsheet like the normal gear damage ones, except it's much simpler to calculate. What I just realized is that uh, once my classes start, I should actually have um, Excel as part of my student services at this point. I use LibreOffice. So, I, I hate all of the online tools and shit. Well, it's like, not online. You, it's just Libre, you download it. It's it's just a free version of... It's what OpenOffice became. Oh. Uh, so it's... I, I like the, the classic program. Like, every time I use one of those compatibility ones for Excel, it's just always a pain in the ass. 
like something doesn't work and the it only, always frustrates me. The only difference that I've seen is that instead of having to use like the dollar sign or whatever in the formulas, it becomes an exclamation mark instead, I believe. So outside of that, nothing else has been different when I open these spreadsheets. That's they've all worked exactly as you they should. Gotcha. Years ago there was problems, but I have not had problems in many years. So it's just I think the compatibility issues have been fixed between Libre and normal Excel. And you can save them as Excel still. Gotcha. Well, if it's not updated by then, uh, then I can just take it, open it in Excel when I have access to Excel and I can update those formulas. But it'll be a little bit later on. That's like you get in like a K parser. Yeah, yeah, that's good. yeah. I, I'm apparently a dumb person because I could just never get K parser to ever work. It's gonna so. install a few things. Yeah, yeah, but apparently I'm just bad. Speaking of bad, I the hear computer science major. I I hear <laughs> you're still working on Arabati. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, we cleared it with you. That was uh, fun. And I. Yeah, that was a super smooth fight. But yeah, Arabati. Um, it's kind of a bitch. It, it, in, in my opinion, it has felt like the hardest one that we have ever done. Oh, uh, Mbose is harder now. It used to be easier. Well, we're going to TP cheese it, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to. That's been my, I've yeah. at like six losses. Ah, it's, I got stories about that. Well, I'm just identifying that my group is going to have to TP cheese it at this point. My group could. Um, I just don't want to. That's fair. I'm not, but if I was farming I, I it, that'd can, be one thing. I can identify our limitations and we're not going to be able to do anything but a TP cheese on this. And, and a lot of it is that I'm starting to see like the upper threshold of what people are capable of doing within the group. And like I said, like my guys are strong, but it, we aren't like the strongest dudes on the server or something. Like you just have to be able to evaluate what your, what your group of people can do. And on Arabati in particular, like we just have issues where we need certain people on certain jobs and like some people explode when they get looked at and yeah. I believe you're describing the Felgar syndrome. Yeah. So basically I I'm sometimes like when you lead a group, it's it's hard to identify what a what the solution to the problem actually is. And in this case, I'm kind of at an impasse where um I fixed my ranger. I'm like my Armageddon damage is fucking amazing now. And we're using that on this fight. But I'm also the most likely candidate to be able to tank the fight and not explode. So we run into kind of a problem there. So I'm going to try switching some jobs around. I'm going to have someone else tank it and we'll see what we end up, you know, able oh, to accomplish. Gonna tank it? I'm probably going to have Norcris tank it. I don't even, what's he going to tank it on, Paladin? Rune. Oh. Yeah, he tanks all our ongos. Like he's a, he's a veteran rune. Okay. He just does a lot of damage. So I usually try to tank things over having him do it because I'm a better tank, you know, and he's a better damage dealer. So I don't. Yeah, like the only reason he's not continuing to be Ranger for this Arabati is he just simply doesn't have an Armageddon. And that really sucks because he's a better Ranger than me. So we, we it would have been way easier. How are you at least procking blue or is it because you yeah. don't have a sec? Okay. Well, what's oh, his, yeah. What is his excuse in fact, then for losing so much? Like he should not be dying as so much as a tank, especially after talking to him about it. You, he, It still likes to put the aura right back up though. So, I mean, even though I proc blue pretty consistently every fight, it still comes back. And I know I it guess does. He can it's it. just the breathing room. You shouldn't be able to, you know. He, it could be misfortune involved. It's just with the sheer number of runs that I've chronicled to you. It's, it can't be it, misfortune. It cannot be misfortune runs. anymore. Yeah. So when it's it's literally the same thing happening every time. So, I mean, you just have to identify this and see what other pieces you can work with and see where you can put people. So the tank um, is super important for Arabati because yeah. the Ranger way is basically the only way to do this without... Having realistically them. because even the 
Japanese. So this is something that always comes up in this podcast. When you see something that's done and you don't know how many times it took them to actually make that happen. So Fox, you tried to do the fight the ad, TP, uh, you know, deny our body and then just fight the ad and weapon skill our body like the Japanese video had, which apparently it took them many times to get that to succeed. I can see why. Yeah, it's kind of like me and and, uh, and Bose. I know I'll succeed, but I've, I've I keep losing, even though I know I can theoretically win. It's just going to be when does it happen? Yeah, we got Arabody to eighteen percent doing that method, um, but our warrior does not have a Dagon breastplate, and that sounds like a really huge piece of minutia. Like usually, I'm not the one to come on here and tell you you need a specific Best piece of gear in slot. order to make something work. Well, in this situation, um, it's the only way that a warrior is going to get enough subtle blow too to make it happen. Uh, so you 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 want to use that. I don't see a situation where that's realistically possible otherwise, um, because in order to do it without having that, that body piece, um, we had like setups where we had to use, uh, monk's roll and, and like other combinations. Ooh, I realized that monk's roll is only subtle below one. Yeah, but we couldn't use chaos roll and, uh, we were consistently getting it to 18% and timing out. And the difference is, is just having the right subtle blow gear set and, and going from there. So, uh, that strat didn't work. So we've done Ranger since, and our Ranger runs have been okay. Like we've been getting it to like 36 to 30% a lot. And then uh, and that was me having uh, someone use FOMO hot. Um, but then I went back through and I did the run with you and we had carrot using Arma and uh, uh, Nahi was using Arma and uh, the, like the, the output was great. I, I will say though, um, the Corsair should probably use FOMO hot. Because Haydn's damage was much higher than the Hayes was. It's possible. Um, yeah, it, it, it just um, the the Arma, the the Arma. You can't take advantage of the uh, the way the white damage works quite as much as a Ranger can as a Corsair. So you probably want the spike damage and weapon skill frequency of using Foam instead, because his damage is is pretty good still. So this was the one I did not record because I did not want to record yeah. giant balls of light with you can't see the people it's just like me and the mob and all the fucking fetters on me and it's like you can't it's see what's happening in the back man. line yeah and you can see what's happening in the back line it's just not it's not happening you don't get the, like you don't get the details it's a useless video yeah, yeah it's, it's somewhat a useless videos like oh look we did it like you can't see like you need to see what's going on in the back line because that's where all the issues could be happening like that's that's it so i didn't record this one but after fox joined us and we it went very very well uh, just I made a big testimonial on it on BG and the talk page on Arabody's talk page, so it's got the damage. Pretty sure we did it in record time too. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, it could be I done. Think. It could be done even faster. It's just at that point you're fighting against the rune holding hate or not, and you're probably gonna lose. Yeah, so it's a bad time. It's, you should definitely take you know like two three minutes left just so it's more even keel. But the rune is you know I, you could have a paladin, but I wouldn't. But the rune is the most important part of that. And holding the whole thing together. Without the rune succeeding, the whole group will fail no matter what they do. So it's I, I made the most details there about what the rune should do. I put the set I was wearing or you should wear. Uh the details, you know, cast phalanx. Don't you don't don't bother casting shell because your set should have Captain DT without shell. Don't do don't do that. Yeah. I mean, and just you know, shell and not shell phalanx and then bar spell and then crusade and then just keep tanking. Don't even don't even bother anything else. Don't don't you know bring vile elixirs, bring whatever you need. Don't sit there and and just mess around casting bullshit like protect. Just tank it. It's all magical, pretty much. Just tank it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a certain amount of skill that goes into it too because you can't just cast all willy nilly. 
Like you, you definitely want to at least time things so that you try not to get caught in certain sets during certain times. Yeah, you have to time it. Yeah. Uh, other than that, like you do want, you absolutely do want to take this fight as one of those situations where you specifically, like you said, go through and make sure that uh, your mid casts are different than like your normal. I'm just gonna kill a random ass mob on Rune Fencer uh, mid casts. I was foiling yes. in full Nayame with Emini accessories. Yep. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that'll keep you not dead. And my JAs were in the normal full Emini gear, but I timed them. So you know, you have to time them. Otherwise, if you get encumbered. While getting hit by fetters in an Emity set of fucking Emmet harness and all this other bullshit that Rune has to wear because it's a fucking Rune fence with crap Emity gear, then you're gonna you're gonna die. You're gonna get eaten alive. Honestly, you're gonna get Felguard. It's it's not even hard to not get encumbered anyway. Like what it I do is I just time those abilities when I see him actively doing an animation that I know can't be encumbrance. That's it. You just wait for an animation, and if like the animation goes off, even if it's the animation for the move that does encumbrance, as long as that move is already animating, it means you can't get encumbered during it, but or it, at least not in the wrong set. It so. comes down too to how well someone plays Rune, because you can lose hate yeah. in this fight very easily at the start too, and, and and throughout, especially towards the end as the fight's going on, if you're not trying very hard. So it's down to the Rune. If your Rune runs in there, since they're going to get full dispelled, and they don't start off with an emboldened crusade because they're going to lose anything anyway to establish as high amount of hate to work with as they can, then your rune's more liable to cost you the run at 20% than a rune who starts off with Emboldened Crusade to at least get a higher amount of CE and VE to decay than, than you know one who just runs up there and pretends it's a normal fight. I will give him this. Uh, we actually weren't losing hate. Like him dying and losing hate are two different things. And that's actually a conversation we had with him afterwards. Well, like if, if you notice that your your tank is having this kind of trouble, like, don't just say, hey, you know, get good tank. Like, you want to have a discussion with him. And, um, you know, he was actually under the impression that he thought he was losing hate um, throughout the fight. And he actually didn't at all. Like, he did a great job of holding hate. Now you just have to work on the not dying part. And I, I think um, I think he was making decisions based on thinking that he was losing hate when he wasn't. Which is where he I over, like him to err on. Exactly. And, and sometimes your tank will. And then, but this is the sort of thing where it's like, I would, I would like people to err on that, but then also actually identify if you need to, you know, so you want to, you want to figure out if you need to actually do that. Speaking of tank issues, I've been trying yeah. to do embos, but I can't have anyone in the group go paladin. So I've been shouting for paladin. I'm sorry. I yeah. don't have any points. People have been added to the blacklist, Fox. Did you, uh, did you read actually, last night? I, oh. Dark oh. Sir. I should have known a, an oh. elven in a pirate hat with the Tryon shield was going named Dark Sir was going to be bad. I should have just known it. Oh, was he the paladin? He was the paladin, and I told him oh. exactly what to do. And this guy listened to absolutely 0% of what I said, even as I was yelling at him to not do certain things while trying to fight, even though it was probably lost at that point. He just would not listen. It was so bad. And then he goes, like, I made deep, before we even entered, detailed instructions of everything i want you to do what not to do what percentage I, I it was not too many lines it was like six lines but it was everything i want you to do for the entire fight as a paladin most of it which involves standing there not fucking up not standing there using all your jas to random doesn't reset rampart not standing there trying to tank and use invincible on the tree we don't want you to tank the tree we want you to tank the snapweed thank you yeah. you know just all those things just Everything they could have done wrong, they just did wrong. And we lose, and it was just like, it was like the worst paladining I had seen. And we lose, and they go, sorry, I just didn't understand what you wanted me to do. And it's like, like nope, 
on the blacklist now. That was you just so, no. Based on your description just now, you just wanted him to be second on the hate list. What we're doing is, uh, I know it can win, but it's going to take a lot of finesse. White Mage, Bard, Core, Blue, Geo, Paladin. The okay. Paladin aggroes it and comes down. The Blue opens up with Torbillion and um, Barrier Tusk AoE and everyone. And they go to town until the Ed comes out. You switch over to the Ed. The Blue will have hate on the tree, oh, which is fine. I know what happened. You switch to the Ed, and because the Ed's more dangerous, it hits harder. It has stun. Um, oh, I have no doubt. Oh yeah. So you need the Paladin to then finally flash the Ed because they won't. You, when you can't get hate on the Ed if you're number one in the hate list. So the Paladin's number two in the hate list in the situation. They should not be. If they're carrying, then maybe they might have gotten up there, but they should not be. Like they're not using JAs, not doing anything else. The like, Crusade shouldn't even be on at this point. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. And then, so, yeah, the Paladin tanks it, then you fight the ad, and you tab alt, tab over in weapon skill, and then at 50% bolster, random uh, rampart, I'll get the fusion back, then I give nature's meditation to everyone, and, you know, I'm using osmosis to take back when I'm drained from root of the problem, I take back the buff with osmosis, and you just go to town on the tree. But when the ad, when you're losing runs because the ad's not being controlled, because the second person we invited was a Japanese Paladin that couldn't speak English, and I actually detailed, and they seemed like they understood what I was saying to do. In Japanese, but it just, it's still, I couldn't coordinate. You get, the Paladin has to be in good coordination with the White Mage here, too. Okay. It just. So, unless you have a Scholar that clears hate, all that Paladin has to do is be second on the hate list, which means above any other DDs that could be DDing. In your party setup, it's actually pretty easy to be second on the hate list mm -hmm. as, as a Paladin. You don't have to flash the Snapweed at all. Yeah, well, at all. you think that, you, you don't. we were having trouble with the, we lost the last one, which was so, going really well because the Paladin was not tanking the Snapweed, they'd hate in the tree. They did it wrong, yes. is, is what happened. You have to keep flashing Embos. I know. So, <laughs> this is this is how we did, um, this is exactly what we just got done talking about, where I did Arabati. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, why do they keep flashing Embos? You don't want them to have hate on Embos. Yeah, you do. You want to be second. No, I want them to be second. I, I know. I, what I'm describing is exactly how, how we did Airbody when we got it down to like 18% and all that stuff. Um, the Paladin never loses hate on Airbody's ad. And it's the exact same way that you would approach a Snapweed as well. Like, I, I had no issues tanking. The only problem that I... Well, okay, so it wasn't actually a problem. It's, it's a finesse thing. The only thing I had to do was stay above Hayden on the hate list, but below Norcris, because Norcris is on Warrior and Hayden was on Core. As long as that happens, the ad never leaves the Paladin. The end. The Paladin even died one of the times, too. I told him, I go, gotta take your Aegis off and put on O-Chain, because the, they got hit with tickling tendrils yeah. and stuff, and they're gonna... Okay, ne next time you go, just let me know. I'll show you. Oh, well, yeah, I mean... I'll, I'll go Paladin. I'll, I'll convert some points and stuff. It'll be fine. Uh, there will be no issues. Maybe maybe one of your guys just won't show that night, and you just get points and don't use them. Yeah, right. But it's a, it's a very functional setup, but there's a lot of, of fine moving parts again that everyone has to get in, in tune with, and... Like, DPS is fine when Torbillion's on and everything. So, as it would be. So, good. Because the Japanese strategy from the Two Guys blog or whatever is the Japanese one I came across was Warrior. It's the same setup with Warrior instead of Blue. And they change stuff because they don't want the uh, people to get absorbed by root of the problems. Like, the Paladin ends up tanking. And I guess the Warrior tanks they had or some nonsense with uh, maybe retaliation, whatever it is. And uh, they did it that way. But, like, in my way, I don't have to actually worry about. Um, the ad taking buff or the tree taking buffs because I take them right back and I have white wind mm -hmm. and stuff and it just you know it, it feels like a better setup to me than than taking a warrior. So I know if I they can do that, that, then we can do it. 
Oh yeah. And uh, the the cool thing about the snapweed um, that makes it different than the Roz pet is uh, it you can actually fight it from any direction. It doesn't require like weird positioning because you're you're not going to get countered to death by the by the the snapweed. Well, stink bomb sucks, but it it does. But it's also an AOE. You're going to get by it anyway. Yeah. The biggest issue last night when we lost was that the paladin was not tanking didn't have hate, and the white mage got tickling tendrilled with stun, not TP production, and then that was into the fight, because they got killed. Yeah, because, so the enemy yeah. mechanics in these fights are kind of weird, and um, basically, when the ad spawns, as long as uh, that person has done a, a absolute shitload of damage, and you are second on the hate list as Paladin, you can basically just ride it, because that that ad is, should be doing zero to the Paladin. Mm-hmm. Um, did kill the you just ones. won't lose any hate. I, I I don't understand. But then again, they were probably using like O Chain or possibly they were using Aegis. Using Aegis. Yeah. Oh, they were using Aegis. Yeah, that's the issue. There was egregious. Um, yeah, level one thirty nine content. You could probably get away with using Servatza, but I specifically use uh, Prewin um, just to make sure that I'm capping the rate in case there's anything weird about the way they uh, skill statted these mobs. So um, there's no issue if you use Prewin. Yeah, and the Geo is doing uh, Geo Fury and Indie Haste with Entrust Attunement. Yeah, yeah, make sure people don't die. Because we need the Indie Haste because of the slow that comes on. I believe it, yeah. Yeah, oh, wait, well, if you get the slow, you should just be able to remove it. Yeah, it's just we don't want the slowing down the DPS at all. And there's not much wait, else. You have to... a White Mage. Yeah, well, the White Mage, is it's really hard in the White Mage this fight, so. Oh, okay. So it's, well... I mean... I don't know what I can expect. Like, like it's tables the white mage, and he he'll do whatever yeah. is needed. But table, I can hear his spirit a little bit after these losses. He's like, you know, I, I I'm not you seeing just, anyone doing it this way. I think you just need a real paladin. Is the yeah, because the paladin because working with the white. He mage should is. have he should have all day to to remove status effects because he shouldn't have to like throw out a bunch of cures. Your your paladin should be able to handle that. No issue. Yeah, the, he, he, your paladin's not doing anything else. They just have to be second on the eight list. He wasn't able to rely on the paladin to do that, so he was not taking off. Yeah, like, so you have yeah. Garbo paladins. I'm sorry. Yeah, the paladin's really more essential than stand there and do nothing. I mean, you need them to do that, but they're there for rampart especially. But the paladin needs to be in step with caring. So <laughs> yelling for this is kind of really killing me. I bet. Like if I was yelling for a core, be no problem. Yelling for a geo, no problem. Maybe I'll yell for yeah. a bard, but then I, I invited a bard to the day, and they parsed less than my rune fencer in shoal c and that was that was a big no-no it was bad yeah it was bad i have my ups and downs i've been doing dd bard lately and in shoal c i typically do okay but uh i believe fox is experiencing technical difficulties sorry about that that's all right okay so where was i oh yeah so yeah doing bard dd it has its ups and downs depending on like what mobs are going on like what you have to do to control things um, sometimes I parse a lot lower than I think I do, but then I also realize I had to like sleep and pull stuff. Well, when you're an R15 Karn Bard who's only using that and not Savage Blade and you parse like 4% of the run, you got problems. Yeah, oh yeah, that means you just have done something clearly wrong, for yep. sure. Something wrong with this fruit beer. It's it's mildly, slightly refreshing and, 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 and only slightly tart, but it is not a, uh, not a keeper. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's the notorious monsters that like shove up beers. <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to do Wimbos that way, and because I especially I know it definitely can be done this way, and it's just, it's a matter of, like, sometimes something goes wrong and someone will die from AoE, but that always happens anyway with Wimbos, when, even when you have a good run, I don't know why. Like, if you get magic defense done already, you're probably screwed because someone will die randomly in Uproot. If you don't, you should be fine. 
but just, you know, sometimes randomly one person will die inexplicably and there's the run. Uh, so that's always the danger with, with embos on any difficulty if you're not just cheesing them. Because even when everyone should live, somehow one person will go down for some reason. It usually doesn't happen, but it just it's enough times that it just kind of fucks up a few runs. I remember when we did uh, V15, um, Uproot killed far more often than Timber did. Yeah, we have Double Light Carol. Oh, yeah, double Light Carol, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, one Minuet, and what was the other one? And Holland March. Okay. I would love um, an Earth Carol too to possibly stop, um, you know, Canopiers from hurting people because that's Earth damage. But Uproot, you know, we can't get rid of the Minuet. I bet so. No. Yeah. Well, just... you have Barstone, so that'll help. Yeah, that's what I'm riding on. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, Canopier shouldn't be killing people though. It's usually on the lower spectrum. Yeah. I, I haven't fought V20 yet, but like I wouldn't imagine Canopier should be an issue. A couple times, but we had the core changes sets a little bit because a couple times, once or twice, maybe in all like maybe seven runs at the very start, it hasn't happened since I think the core would go down from Canopier mm -hmm. randomly. But also, that was also because sometimes between the paladins, the ad was not controlled. So if you get hit with a TP move, then Canopier goes off. That person's dead. That's where the paladin has to tank the ad. So that was also happening too. I, mean, I don't know. Sometimes when the ads running around, it's hard to know where someone's HP is at when suddenly they're dead. Because white HP gotcha. isn't always enough. Well, I forget which move does the max HP down from the from the snapweed. That's I'd have to go look problem. that up. Yeah. But if your paladin's doing their job properly, like the snapweed, like they're still going to have TP attacks. But it shouldn't be an issue with uh, with that move in particular. Because I can see how, how people can die because of that move for sure. Yeah. I'm looking at the Snapweed real quick. Cause the normal... Yeah, looking up uh, the just the NM because it's the, the NM, same yeah. as the, the, the tier norm, 2. Because yeah. normal Snapweed moves do not do HP down. It's uh, Stink Bomb is damage, uh, Earth damage, Blind damage, uh, and Paralyze. Uh, got damage, Weight, Drown from Neplithic Plunge, damage and Poison from Deluge, Tickling Tangles is 5 hit damage and Stun. Yeah, I remember... Um... I remember uh, Table said something about there being like a max HP down. I didn't remember it, but apparently it exists. Yeah, that's that's also maybe that's from Embo's proper. Maybe that could be a bit of an issue. That would have to come off right away. Let's see, Embo's. But that should just be a matter of using misery. He didn't want to use misery. Should use misery. I told him he should be a mis. Uh, it's, it's well, like when you, I'm not a white mage, so I can't like theory craft. If you. If you don't have a Yagrash, you should be in misery in a fight like this. Yeah, he doesn't and have the, the reason, exactly, and it's fine. But the, the the reason is is you have to be in range anyway, so you're taking hits because you have to take the hits in order to survive timber. Um, if you're already taking those hits and you're already getting enfeebled anyway, then you might as well be in misery stance so that that way you can remove the status effects a lot quicker. Uproots um, a hate reset too. That's part of the problem. Yeah. Okay. So slow and hate reset. Mm -hmm. All right. That's plus part oh. of the problem with the ad getting hate on people. Because uh, if you have, you hate might be able to get away with using a scholar in that fight. AOE cure constantly. No way. You need a lot of cure. Well, items. again, you're discounting the paladin. The yeah. paladin should be doing their job. The paladins usually don't seem to have the cure potency set to heal everyone that much, and they run an MP apparently too. They can run out of MP, yeah. yeah so you'd need to make some the concessions bard, for the bard refresh. can definitely pay more attention to ballad on them. Oh yeah, yeah. If if they if they're supported by ballads, they should be fine. Yeah, they should be. But then again, you also have to have a paladin that has actually identified that they need a cure potency set instead of just a bunch of amenity in their cure set. Yeah, that's that's most paladins don't have that. I've noticed because the cures were that's going off, but then they only take it from yellow to like 
barely out of yellow, then I don't see max HP down. I see max I MP see down. Yeah, I see MP down. Maybe that's, and that's Firefly Fandango, and that's a terrible move, by the way. Like the AOE paralysis is pretty awful. Um, and that's usually what will get people killed. But with two people capable of AOE cures, one of them being a paladin, like it should be fine. And with the attunement, it usually doesn't land on the white mage anyway. Yeah. I was pretty resisting it with the attunement on too, because I have I'm fighting in uh full malignance on blue. Because but it still happens. A warrior would get hit with a lot more. But I don't uh yeah, I don't see anything. And I, I mean even with the blue mages yet another source of AoE cure should you have to. Yeah, I try not to because it slows down DPS, but because the regen's a bitch. Yeah, I, I mean I just don't I just don't see how that, that part should be an issue. So I think it's just your paladins not doing their job. Correct. Yeah. Um because yeah, I don't see anything on here that that should matter. Yeah, yeah, because on... he should not be cure bombing like that. Um, Embo should only be slapping you for like maybe double digit damage on autos, and then uh, nothing. Paladin shouldn't take any damage that isn't uproot. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. I guess just let me know. Yeah, that'll be very fun because that one's going to be a fun video to put out because whenever you do something like that, everyone's like, because they literally people don't think you can fight Embos without cheesing it. And sure, that's a higher win rate. And if I was farming, I would probably do that, but. In terms of wanting to actually fight the content straight up and show that I can beat it, and I know I can, but I just want to put it out there to show that it can be done this way. I'm not the only cheese thing. It was a lot easier on V15 to just use Rampart and kill him with, with DPS. That was that was a lot easier than when the regen's involved here. That becomes a lot more difficult. And sure, TP moves slow down when you fight the end. That's great, but it's still you're going to get TP moves still. Yeah. And one of the oh, runs, one of the runs was a loss too because I was. Uh, I found out that last target slash BT, either one last target, last last ST or whatever is the correct one to use. Uh, but I found out every time that, like, the Bard found as well, that when any time you recast in yourself, it resets your target. So I, like, seven or eight times in the fight, I was just weapon skilling the, the snap weed instead by accident. And so was the Bard. And just you, the DPS went to shit because we kept weapon skilling the wrong thing. Until we last ST is, is good and all, but I always use ST NPC on these sorts of things with, like, weapon skills. Especially I when I have menu. to target two things. As a, or yeah, even the menu. Menu simulates the same result. As a, like you, yeah, as you get the sub-targeting cursor. As a keyboard user, I, I just prefer the menu, honestly. It may not be better, but I just control W. I'm already on the weapon skill tab. That's it. And was the, was the paladin like repositioning the mob properly, too? He so was that, against that the wall. Way. Oh, God. I mean... Okay, yeah, yeah. just just let me know. I was thinking, because I couldn't tell the paladin, I was thinking last night, if the paladin was in range of Canopyrus and Uproot, but the mob was out of range, like they were like, say you're halfway between the archway and the foot of the stairs, and the paladin's in like the corner of the archway there, I figured they'd be in range, but maybe like we won't get hit with uh, the AoEs from the Snapweed, which would help. Nah, you will. You will still? Okay. Yeah. But it, it, it won't matter as much because they're not going to gain as much. Uh, they, they, the Snapweed shouldn't be gaining shit for TP outside of what you're feeding it because you're engaged with the Snapweed, right? Yes. Yeah, so all you're doing is is uh, feeding the, the Snapweed autos, and that's not that terrible, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see where the issue lies. Embos yeah. um, is still getting TP, yeah, and that is a bit of a problem. But it's not that big. It it shouldn't be. Yeah, you shouldn't be seeing like crazy back to back to back ones. Like if you're like, mailing the general right. problem for a white mage in there when you have melees is the back to back to back TP moves. As it gets lower, you use extra TP moves back to back, and then you just yeah. wipe from AOE damage. Yeah, and it, well, if you're far enough ahead of the schedule too, you can also like stop and take a breather. Because if if damage stops, like if every if, if even if you have to turn. Embos is only TPing off of hitting you, 
the snapweed isn't getting any TP whatsoever, and everything should be fine. So there there should be plenty of time to take breathers because like I've I've held embos enough times doing the five percent strategy while farming to know that you can basically just stand there and and like no TP moves happen. So there should be as long as your DPS is on schedule, like you shouldn't have too many problems there. But I don't know. I haven't fought embos v twenty yet. I'm just, I should just take Black Mage to it, Fox, and Cares Meteor. Yeah, but we can't team cast it. Dude, Black Mage seems so anemic that way, too. Like, you can't even go in and use and use Meteor effectively because you can't have two Black Mages or three. So unfortunate. Clearly, clearly the nerf they intended. <laughs> I like that we are forced to do things differently because we can't use sub jobs. And everyone's first complaint is like when they have difficulty, if only we could just use sub jobs. But. At certain fights like Kalunga or Zivioso or even Ongo, depending on how geared your black mage is, those fights feel like they feel very easy compared to when you fight Arabati and it feels like there's a lot less margin for error. Same same with Embos, the margin for error is just, you know, very limited and it feels punishing in some ways. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, well, you gotta think too, it's V twenty content. It looks like the highest it's going to be is V15. It it started out really easy at V0. Like at some point, like your your play has to be on point. Yeah, that's like right. I can only I can only expect that people would have to be able to play their jobs properly now. And I'm glad it kind of punches us for not. All those times we said, remember, you know, this the master level and stuff's nice. Is it on the content to apply it to? And now I'm sitting there like, oh shit, I gotta go get a master level 16. Let's get I'm at 18 now on blue. I'm like, I need extra HP. I need extra uh... extra power. I'm I'm not I'm still not sold on it because like my ranger experience for Arabati I'm a I'm a master level zero ranger. Hey, we're talking and 300 I'm, extra HP for high AOE damage moves here. And I sent you a screenshot of me doing a 40k ranged attack. So yes, you were the manliest man around, Armstrong. Well, what what I'm saying though is that master level zero, like I I still don't feel that that we need. Well, master yes, levels for, for Arabati, I could see not needing it. But for Embos, with the high OE damage and having to fight that regen and TP gain and everything else, I, I want the extra 300 HP. The HP is the most important thing there. Is your bard weapon skilling also? Yes. every The bard okay. core and blue are fighting the snapweed and weapon skilling against the trick. Okay. So damage is there. Is your paladin also savage blading? No, they're just sitting there. They probably could help. They probably should be. Yeah, that would probably make the fight go a lot quicker. Well, you'd also be feeding more TP too. So I mean, I mean, how much it. TP is a Savage Blade given the tree? I mean, yeah, if it's the not much. If the Paladins, because I think at a certain point with three people weapon skilling it, unless you have TP reduction, even with auspice going on and stuff, I think there's a certain point when it's going to get low where it's still going to get TP pretty well. So killing it faster would be preferred. Yeah, it still shouldn't overwhelm the White Mage because it will still not be the TP. Um, frequency of, of you know around seventy five percent before everyone gets over to the snapweed because that TP frequency starts going like back to back to back. We lost one time too because it was like it was like uproot canopiers canopiers or something stupid in like a matter of a few moments and it's like nope lost. Hmm. But you know it didn't happen again like that. It's just a bad RNG because it some reason got an extra TP move off right away before the ad popped out. Once the ad's out, that feels like that's the hardest part. And then you know it's yeah. gotta not die to things. I think the powdering is definitely lacking and the white maging, as good as table is, it needs to be slightly refined in approach so that he's not struggling as much. I know he's gonna kill Well, a lot, I, but... I think he's I think he's struggling because other other components are not doing their job. Yes, that's so from what it sounds. Yeah. Having Yankrush would definitely make it a lot easier on him to remove Yeah. But I mean I've healed enough Enbos as to know that like I, I never really felt like my Yagrush was critical in those fights. 
Oh, it's not critical. It's just any little bit to make the job easier for someone would probably help. Because he, yeah. with, with how much he's carrying at the start, he doesn't have time to cast Asuna. It's true. And but later and on, with, he might. without without a session, like Solace feels really anemic. Also, like I guess you could cure skin the person who Embos is actively auto attacking for even less uh, less TP feed, but without like the leech or you know the the reaving wind and all that shit from the from the cheese strategy without that to back it up like you're not really seeing good returns on trying to cure skin that and and try to reduce it that way so you might as well be in misery stance i think that's that's the main critique that i would have i have to actually remember what misery gives you besides uh banish damage and uh asuna that's it that's it yep because he has the rod to give him a three it uh oh sorry the same way it powers up banish damage um it also uh, powers up Cura, the Cura line of spells. Wait, well, so Cura, Cura two, Cura three. Since when does anyone ever use Cura? You're not because it's 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 efficient technically, um, but the potency of it fluctuates and it's not super reliable and it never has been. Uh, so typically, you're just going to use like Curaga two and three. The potency of Cura three is enhanced. It's really fast, but the delay is also it's really low MP and it's really fast, but the delay is fucking shit on it too for like you know recast delay. The potency of Kira 3 is enhanced by accumulated damage on Aphrodis Misery. The enmity gained from Kira 3 is based on HP healed, but in a tiered fashion unlike other spells. Which is never going to be an issue because of Tranquil Heart. Well, Tranquil Heart, it came out into existence So even at some point, it doesn't matter anymore where it would have... Yeah, exactly. It's just something they'd never updated to, to make up for the part that was the selling point, and now it no longer yeah, is. Yeah, Kira used to be great back in the day when it did enough, and now it does not do enough. Uh, hearing against a massive damage AOA. Yeah, I don't even have it macroed. I, I never, I, I never cast it. Yeah, I don't even know. You, I just never needed. I just never need a cure that's 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 MP efficient in that way. Like even if I used misery, like you're, it's so situational that you'd spend more time trying to make the decision on whether to use it than just using Kiraga. That's the problem. Like nobody's nobody's going to do that real time. I don't even know what to expect from HP returned on Kiraga or Kira. Um, it it always to me feels like a Kiraga that that's like a tier lower. Like, like okay, so or sorry, two tiers lower than the Kiraga it would have been. So like, if you use Kira three, it kind of feels like or a tier lower Kira three feels like Kiraga two. Oh, that's really bad. And then like Kira two feels like Kiraga, that's and then really Kira, bad. yeah, Kira one feels like. Also, Kiraga, but strangely not as good. Yeah, and, and I mean these aren't these aren't exact numbers or exact exact tiers. It's just what I remember of it because I I just don't use it. I've gone out and I, I've tested the cure potency on them, like just randomly just casting it, and it, it's never it's never impressive or worthwhile. Honestly, just save your misery for Asuna where it belongs. You know what is impressive, Fox? What's that? Our new sponsor of this episode. Oh. Are you tired of dealing with casual racism when trying to pick out a venue for your upcoming functions? Yes. <laughs> they come on over to Art... Then come, I guess it was supposed to be then. It's they. They oh. come on over to Art Oregon Whitegate and give Coke Bahasal a try! Exclamation mark. No longer will you be settled with bizarre scheduling conflicts and having to only invite some of your friends on ice day and the remainder on fires day. Here at the Kokba Hostel, we do all the work for you. You just bring the people. We have all of your favorite party favors, including fireworks, stews, curry, tea, juices, costume cakes. Wow. There's so many to choose from. Three exclamation marks. Did someone eat, drink, and get too merry? 
Some, get some tummy trouble. Oh, get some tummy trouble. No worries. We've got you covered there, too, with an on-site hospitality aid to ease those concerns so your guests can rock until the break of dawn or the remainder of your reserved hour, whichever comes first. Do you have a preferred style of music for your get-together? We've got an in-house musician, O.C. Shomal, that can play all oh. of your favorite tracks up to 2006. Wow! There's so many to choose from, three exclamation marks. Freebird. Do you have a private ceremony you need to throw? Only Kokba Hostel, Hostel can provide you with the utmost privacy for your gathering's needs. You can say, emote, even shout, and no one outside of your function will be, will be all the wiser. Just be sure to tell all of your rowdy friends what the password is. Do you favor a specific type of attendant to be present in a particular outfit? We'll staff your party with four attendants of the look and style of your choosing, from classy Hume females to rambunctious Mithras to burly Galkas. Wow, there's so many to choose from, three exclamation marks. What are you waiting for? Reserve a time slot for your party today. Note that reservations are final and Copa Hospital has no refunds policy. The Charlotte Tea House next door asks that you ensure your guests do not leave their trash in the entryway. Thank you to, to our sponsor. I did not practice that. Coke Hostel. <laughs> we appreciate your patronage. Yeah, man. Everything's a raw take. Everything. That's the longest fucking ad. That was really long. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Three exclamation marks. There's so many to choose wow. from. Wow. And there's there's two hyphens with a long pause. I guess I'm supposed to wait a little longer, but wow. That's from Lucifer. Wow. Thank you, Lucifer, for your lad poon. Yeah, man. <laughs> Usually those are like based on an ad that that we need to, you know, mimic. But I I couldn't place what that ad is based on. Like you know what I'm talking about, where where sometimes it's the sham wow guy, <laughs> or or something like that. I, I don't know, Fox. I'm just tired of dealing with casual racism when trying to pick out a venue from upcoming functions. Yeah, man. I don't even know what that was that about, but that's great. Yeah, it's just casual racism. Casual racism. <laughs> I looked at the racism. I painted the racism, what it would be like. Gross. Five casual yeah. functions in one Coke by hostel. You're sullying Dick Sykin's poetry. Throbbing in this. the dark in the Coke by hostel until the rowdy point of dawn. Yeah. Dawn or your, your reserved hour, whichever comes first. Oh, boy. How do we follow that up? Perhaps with this question, we weren't asked what we are going to answer anyway. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Also, we have another I have a shout out here to our last video. On episode 69, nice, there was a comment from nice. someone who is just a face, a Japanese emote face with a Japanese emote face avatar that said, Splicing his utopia can't exist, much like how his cat would eat him if he died. You cannot defy nature. And I said my cat would probably oh. eat me before I died. So thank you for pointing out my utopia cannot exist. Just want to beat Embos, man. <laughs> right. Just want people to... To not charge for their, their horrible add-ons that damage the community. <laughs> yeah, out of everything that episode had. That was the line. Yeah. Focusing on the issues, yeah. The point where we're, we're focusing on the stuff that matters. Thanks, internet. Not everything is a meme. <laughs> everything is a meme, I, God damn it! Apparently, yeah. The, the world is just a series of memes. That's all I do. As you do. As you do. 
there's some great memes that we've forgotten about that have been rolled into the carpet at some place. Besides, we have Daddy's Loves Eternal, but there's been some good ones that have been forgotten. I mean, Be All That You Can Be is, is definitely not forgotten, but I feel like there's been other ones that have been put to the wayside. I know we had a list at one point, or like somebody like made, tried to make a list. There should be a list. That way, if we ever do a live stream again, we can try to get custom emotes. Custom emotes. Uh, I enjoyed the live stream. That was that was quite a time. And I it was not... fun. I still I still remember that. Or I still think about it. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Maybe since Aniro is the streamer of the generation, maybe maybe he'd be interested in doing a joint live stream. Maybe he would host it. I wonder if we would like do something next time instead of sit around in uh, in Relu Gardens. Uh, I don't know because then it becomes a real stream instead of a podcast. And when you're playing Mod's and there true. becomes silent moments in a podcast because you're like focusing on something, be like, yeah, man, I just saw that mob do that move. It kind of like unless you're hearing the actual stuff, which would kind of be difficult to talk while hearing the game, unless you're a blind person who lives that reality anyway. I can't imagine that translating very well. Well, anyone who's seen our videos of like doing Odyssey or something, you know, where we did it all, all together. We we just we talk about a bunch of stupid shit throughout. <laughs> I like when Abject's in a good mood and he starts saying all those things. Yeah, I will say I could, it could work. I will say yes. if I drain you of all of your points that you've accumulated for your own purposes, because you know that's how that works. Here's the thing: then it'll be cool to have you in a video. Here's the thing: even if, and that's kind of what I've been thinking about for it anyway. It, it doesn't matter if like we clear the uh, the Bumba V twenty or in, or whatever. And then I get to immediately dump like two or three full sets of Naomi at uh, at R25 or, or, or whatever it's going to end up at. It, it doesn't matter because I still have to go back through and farm it for my group anyway. Like It doesn't matter if, if my progress happens faster than theirs. Uh, so I might as well use my points more constructively for doing more strategies or trying to figure out more things. That's how, I, that's how I justify converting all those points for like doing your air body run or, you know. Are you trying to augment the head for the Bunzi because it has store TP on it for fighting for White Mage, Red Mage, Skull, White Mage, Red Mage, Bard, and Summoner that Bunzi's on? Are you actually trying to upgrade the Bunzi head and rod? Because if you're not, then like Embo's stuff's pretty underwhelming. Yeah, I, I care more about the um, the rod and the body uh, because it's one of your only sources of uh, of PDL on some jobs. The store TP is nice, I guess, but. I don't care because it's not that much more than an Aonmo head in most situations. You just get like better defensive stats, which is great. But I don't know if I want to grind Embos for that since, you know, melee white mage isn't really called upon ever. Well, it's on red mage, um, but I guess you still have malignance, right? It's better. Yeah, base. red mage doesn't give a shit mostly. Red, red mage is, has got awesome gear sets that they don't have to worry about anything for. So otherwise, it's just the rod and, you know, spare the rod, spoil the segments. <laughs> But yeah, like when it when it comes to when it comes to embos though, I would rather convert points to work on strategies, especially strategies that I don't plan to use, because then at least I get to see them work. Oh so. yeah, it's just, it's just kind of fun to do it this way too, because it's once again just something different, and it's nice to do something different. Yeah, I mean when I when we are after the air body kill, I I went out and I immediately <laughs> took Mpaka's staff to R twenty five. Despite uh, despite having ninja and stuff, and then I started putting stuff into the uh, Mpaka body. But yeah, I'm jealous. I have my head capped at R25, which is banging, uh, and my pants are like R14. I actually want to fight. I'm I'm upset I didn't lose more arrow bodies now because I want to I want to get more. I mean, it, it's more effective effective to just farm him on uh, V19 now that he's a kitty cat again. 
So, I mean, that's all good yeah. and all, but and until I, I mean, I'd be fine just doing him a little bit before Bumble, like have one night where we just do a times three farm for him, you know, before we go back to Bumble or something. I mean, because all I have to do now is do Ango, Embos, and Bumba, and that's on my V20s. I always rotate the NMs because all of my group members need different things. So once we're in farm mode, not clear mode, um, we just rotate like either every one or every week. Uh, we do it. We do a different NM. Just like your Allen wrenches, everyone needs Bumba, so. That's right. <laughs> you know, Fox, if I don't fiddle with something, like I'll, I'll, I'll delve into actual insanity. Fox, respect the listener's time. I'm good. They have to respect my time too. <laughs> well, they don't respect Goes around, time comes around. you get kicked from the link shell. <laughs> right. Uh... Fucking moron. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Anyway. Someone's going to tell them you said that, Fox. Well, I don't care. Clearly quick, you don't. Hit me, hit me where it hurts and give me more free time. What, what are you going to do? Free up my time I donated to your benefit now? Oh, man. Oh, Lord have mercy. Ooh. Oh, no, I don't have to schedule around something? Yeah, that's like, you know, honestly, just having one event that takes up an hour or two free from your calendar once a week, sometimes this probably twice a week sometimes too, having that happen at least once a week, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I'm really happy with how I've worked into this game now where like kind of the several of us work at this time. There's nothing like it was never like this is gather time. We just kind of show up around the same time frame. It's not firm. Sometimes it's eight-ish, 8.30, rarely nine local Eastern time. And we just kind of, we don't schedule time. We just show up at that time and, and just go. And like, I don't have to worry about any other event, any other thing else. I can do whatever I want. I joined the card farm today. I just, just the, having the ability to clear the hardest content in the game, slowly, albeit. Uh, but I, I think compared to what I'm seeing from other people in the game, not as slow as them. Because a lot of people are just struggling and begging to buy V20s, it looks like. So... I mean, just having that is really nice to your enjoyment of the game, and that's kind of how it's supposed to be, I think. Well, when your history is buying everything, you can't suddenly expect to be good at the content you're doing. Pompous plastic. Obvious. Yeah. Or even, you know, if you farm the kill legitimately and then go buy stuff, like, you still, and you aren't swiping a MasterCard, like, you still can't be expect to be good at the content you've never practiced. I have that on my, for, for years now, I have it on my, my BG thing, uh, you know, for everything else, there's Funkworks, like, there's MasterCard, and for everything else, there's Funkworks. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty good. Speaking of good, you know how nice it is to be able to work on a Lua and not need to worry about all these complicated levers and stuff i mean there's going to be i'm trying to plan out how to make it as fluid as possible for my black mage toggles but not having to worry about a haste table i have to make and all these like dt yeah. sets that come over and dt aftermath and all these other bullshit things just not to worry about haste just one set because what are you doing on black mage meleeing on a one set you know these kind of things outside of that and maybe like an occult acumen thing coming on magic burst called acumen like they're really yeah i was gonna say have you heard of our lord and savior occult acumen yeah but but there's like that's, like that's like a normal because you don't even need other toggles on your normal F keys and stuff. So like my F nine to ten of an alt or something is like unoccupied essentially because there's none of the stuff. There's not like these other sets I have to hit like with these other DDs and weapon skills and stuff. I have like one weapon skill to worry about most of the time, and that's Merker. So I mean, there's other weapon skills like you know. But if I'm meleeing that regularly, I would do something. But I'm not meleeing regularly enough that I have to be like up. Oh, I gotta not have to manually control W Shatter Soul because I'm just frequently meleeing so often on Black Mage. I mean, maybe in the future, if <laughs> something changes with the Cold Acumen or something, yeah. 
but I'm like, there's like all this free room and there's like, I don't have to worry about all these rules and keeping track of all these layers and all this other bullshit. It just feels nice to be like, oh, I feel like adding this to my, I'll make an Asper set today. That's how I've been approaching Black Mage. I'm playing it. I like, okay, I'm looking at my fast cast set today and I'm just playing it and I, I don't even have other sets that I haven't called Ackerman set yet. I'll make one eventually, but like then I'll add the Cold Ackerman rule in as I'm making the set. I've been upgrading uh, different pieces. I like how you you picked up the Cat Vanga, but you haven't made that Cold Ackerman set. Yeah, I've been doing That's card good. farms and nuking in the, I have the Empaka staff unaugmented, but I mean, I, I've, been, there you go. I've been nuking in, you know, what the are you doing? Cat Go Vanga. get a Lothi. <laughs> Lothi's better than an augmented Impaka most of the time. Yeah, but I'd rather just get the um, the staff with Wind Affinity on it and be done. Oh, doing like an R15 Marin? Yeah. Oh. Well, what's wrong with no, that I'm, compared I'm to Lothi? I'm not going to bother with R15 Marin at all. Dude, it's Wind Affinity. I'm, I'm really keen about those affinities. Like if I'm... Yeah, but the, the mob has to be weak to wind or at least neutral to wind for you to carry. Well, neutral's fine, but I mean... We're talking, I'd be nuking with Amarapi. I had to get Amarapi still, but I have Bunsy's Rod already R20 with enough to get it to R25 when I finally beat Embos. So I already have that made. It's not like I have to be using a staff to nuke in. Unless I really need, true. Really need Merker or something. But I just feel like the, what you'd use at Marin Staff plus 1-4 is very replaceable with a lot of other staffs that would just nuke better. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be better like, oh, Lafie. but it has so much. But it has so much. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, most things are better than Lothi. It's just... Well, you when just I, I was Lothi. I was comparing it to an unaugmented Impaka staff. Wow, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Like, comparing yeah. the two, you're probably just going to want to use Lothi instead. Yeah, but I could yeah, see that. like, I don't use my Lothi anymore. I still have it for some reason, but I, I wouldn't use it anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll put it this way. I use my Claustrum more often than my Lothi. You know, which I actually used on Kin the other day. I have to fight more every kiss begins with K, Key to get that stupid shield but also you don't have the shield it. no i don't i never needed it i always passed it i didn't need it i never played major like i'm never gonna need that years ago when i was passing it but all um, right table needs one as well so let me know when you go i'll go monk i got two tags so Ooh. i'm sure if i get off here and and go hey table you want to go fight this and we just go kick its ass yeah i usually just apply monk to, to that mob until it dies yeah just skill chain on monk we tried just taking, survive fetters we tried taking not monk forward. last time well, keep oh, no. in mind, I can't support you really well unless I just roll core. So that's fair. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Well, even even blue mage, you should be able to multi step. Yeah, I could multi step. Well, you, I don't have this thing. Well, you have dragoon also, but dragoon, dragoon gets a little fucked up by by key. Sometimes, uh, typically, when I went, the, like the more people I go with, the more I like bringing dragoon. But uh, until I started bringing monk, monk is just monk destroys that, that particular yeah. fight. Yeah, monk, monk is so gross in that fight. But um, even Dragoon like really pisses on it too. As long as you have someone overcapping your haste, that's really important. Is then you don't care about slow spikes. I'm Carol. I always, come. I always tell the bard to give me uh, three marches, which is like the weirdest thing. They're always like, "Well, why?" And I then I have to explain slow spikes and all that stuff. You know, we had someone quit the link shell today, but they also quit the new subreddit, and it was a very crazy thing. You're talking about our link shell that just. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even know they were in it until they said this link shell is not for me anymore. And I'm like, wait, who are you? Right? This is our, our link shell is, I guess you could call it a social. It just directs you to the Discord. Well, I mean, but yeah, it's a link shell. We're in it. What are they expecting us to set up events, forums? So no, no, no. What, what happened is this was like Ashu Longley or whoever it is, the, the Mithra mm -hmm. who has the, the Fluttershy as the avatar. They made a video about beating up Volume 1 VE really quick. And then like they posted it on the subreddit. And they just posted, 
uh, everyone, please don't raid my video down. And like, they were very upset about it or something. So I posted, I posted, well, you posted something publicly and it says in the thumbnail, watch how fast I wreck him. And it's volume one, very easy. So I could see how people would have an opinion on it or rate it down or something or, or feel, have a feeling on it. And then they like, they hated that response. It was a very neutral response overall, I felt. They hated that response so badly, they deleted their Reddit account. And then they went to the, they went to the link shell and then said that and dropped the pearl. And I sent them a question mark. I didn't even connect the two. I only realized later on that they had deleted their Reddit. I, I was, came later to the whole thing. And I said, what's wrong? And they said, I don't think this game's for me anymore. I don't have the, I don't have the personality for it or something. And then they logged off the game and I guess they're never coming back. All right. Well, sometimes you just have to deal with a complicated set of emotions. I, yeah, apparently. I uh, yeah, it's, it's something. I'm, conf- I'm confused as to. And then I mentioned this I, happened and they said, that's the person that makes the My Little Pony porn. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? Come again? No wait, pun what? intended. It's like, this is a wild world. I just... That is some weird shit. One second you're saying people have opinions in the public space you're creating things for, you know? It's not like I sat there and... uh, Until they gave me a big thing about it, I didn't realize they deleted it. Until I got to the whole point where I'm like, you do know that I get stuff about that too. And I don't don't take it out on people. I just... I can't tell people how to feel when I make guides and they say, this sucks. But it's like, they already gone at that point. Yeah, I guess don't post things if you can't handle the criticism afterwards i don't know you come across people like that sometimes in this game it's really weird like i'm sure that if like most people could actively provide me feedback on these podcasts they'd rate the shit out of me i'd get so rated down but i I just don't care like i just put stuff out here because i I already have the predisposition though i couldn't imagine his feedback yeah and I, i just don't care so the the um the main thing, though, is that I wouldn't put these podcasts out if I did care, because then you're just opening yourself up to heartache randomly, I guess. Even negative I, I feedback, know. I think, is nice because it shows that it people is. people are listening. They're thinking about it. They're engaged. And honestly, things like I was in a show seat of the day and someone joined the I, I needed one extra person because uh, we Fotenia is no longer in the group because there were some disagreements about having two groups and not coming to the other ones because you feel like disbanding after the segment farm that you came for and then joining a different group for NMs while we stand there going, wait, we're not doing this now? You know, and then that happens to someone leaves. I have an open spot now that has not been permanently filled. And someone joined and they, they immediately, like, we were waiting, waiting, waiting. We go in and they, they said something like, um, let's hope this is better than a Seinfeld impersonation or something. And I'm like, awesome. This guy listens to the this fucking nice. podcast. You know, they were just dead silent until we go in and like, oh, this is better than Seinfeld impersonation. Excellent. That's how you know yeah, like, you're, you're part of things. It's fun. Yeah, negative negative feedback is incredibly important because not everyone is perfect at all times. Yes, hello. Yeah, how how stupid you have to would you have to be to think that you're perfect all the time? Is that a trick question? <laughs> no. So you're no, saying a there's a chance. Ugh. Yeah, no, I would I would expect people to not agree with me because this is a, a better world than that, um, than to have someone just constantly agree with me all the time. And I would expect like some people to not like either of our personalities or both of our personalities or or things we aren't adding or because we don't talk about them directly or or, or whatever. Like I don't expect anyone to ever agree with everything forever because that would be a really boring world. So like negative feedback is just as important as positive feedback. And if you can't take that, then don't put yourself out there to receive it. 
Like I think, and a story. I think in the terms of Venn diagrams between your personality and my personality, there's a little bit of overlap. But I think our Venn diagrams are firmly uh, not too much in the middle of that Venn. And you know, when it comes to our personal beliefs, I know that I have wildly different personal beliefs than you do. Like <laughs> even further on the like, like we're opposites of the spectrums at times. And I am the boring Doctor Stone after all. <laughs> the more boring Senku. And, and honestly, you're one of the few people that I really respect and have an admiration for in certain ways. Other ways, it's like, you're just my, my friend, you know? So it's, you know, but as a person who regularly has very little respect for most people, I respect you. And I know we have very different feelings on several things, but that's never, never been something that's like, oh man, this fucking guy. Yeah. It's about not being weird about it. And then just accepting the fact that other people have different opinions. That's all there really is to it. It's like it's like I wouldn't expect us to have a, a conversation about communism or something and expect a good result, but we don't have that conversation because there's no need to have that conversation because it's, it's not pertinent to our our interactions or 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 friendship whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not like your opinions are gonna like sneak up on me while I'm sleeping and like murder me and hide me in the backyard or something. You know, take the most extreme thing that people always treat like different opinions of. Like, uh, usually like people will get so offended by the fact that someone doesn't agree with you that they'll just, they'll have this like ultra hostile reaction. Like, like they would have to like someone who just like murdered someone they know or something. It's, it's absolutely absurd. Like I look at that from the outside and I'm like, there's no way that I could ever feel strongly enough about this thing that's being said because it's not like actions or something like it's not actually affecting me. It's just someone vocalizing how they feel. I don't give a shit about there's, that. There's like, a comedian named steve hughes i don't know if he still does comedy or not it's he last released something that i saw like seven years ago or something um but he's he's got this bit here about being offended it's like what happens if you're offended nothing happens and he goes well the the comedian said something i didn't like and when i woke up in the morning i had leprosy (laughs) you know so he he (laughs) yeah i had leprosy because i was offended you know it's like nothing happens he's like you're an adult deal with it grow up that's what happens the sickness spreads. He's like, I was offended. I don't care. I feel like you would you would enjoy his bit. Yeah, it sounds about right. Spicy said something so stupid, I cringed so hard that when I woke up, I had testicular torsion. <laughs> I can see that being a real thing, though. <laughs> he, he rustled my jimmy so hard with his stupidity that I just I, I just felt the blood get cut off and it, the pain started. Involuntary cringe. <laughs> it was so impactful. Yeah, dude. Uh, last, last time that lined up so perfectly, I was proud that we actually had an exciting podcast for the first 15 minutes. It's probably the most exciting it's been, and it just... <laughs> we're, we're definitely a quantity over quality sort of production here. We respect the listener's time. 70 episodes deep. Oh, yeah, 70 balls deep. That's one more than 69. Nice. <laughs> so, question we... I wonder how long we can drag that out for. I think, you know, we did not start the fire there. It was always burning since the crotch has been turning. And question we were... <laughs> fire crotch aside, the question we were not asked, but we were going to answer anyway, is this week, because oh, yeah. there was no worst threat of the week besides just stupid shit on r slash FFXI. Please join r slash Final Fantasy Eleven so we can just... I want that place to just slowly die out, because if you... You can't respect one of the biggest social venues by just being a complete shithole with absolutely, it's just garbage, that place. It's shithole. So, if, you know, I just like the place to die out so something better can take its place. So, outside of that, no worse threat of the week, but 
there's this auction house thread. By the way, yesterday, finally, after that whole nonsense, I guess Rooks finally woke up and deleted the uh, thread on mm, doubling the price of subscription for wardrobes, really? That's finally gone. But this week, now we have Chango R15 Upheaval vs. Savage. Okay. The OP yep. says, for slashing, is Chango R15 Upheaval or Fencer Build Savage better? That's what it says. R15 Upheaval or Fencer Build Savage better? Couldn't even create a full functional question. Oh, is that is that actually the end of the post? Yes, that's the whole post. First, uh, oh, there's a, there's a question mark. More. So for slashing, is Chango oh. R15 upheaval or Fencer Build Savage better? So I guess the better way to look at this because it always ends up being a situation where I'm like, oh, apply context. Blah, blah, blah. Um, instead of like We're complaining about that, yeah, I, let's look at this question and just ask how it could be asked better. So yeah. this guy is is asking about whether or not a fencer build with Nagling is better than R15 Django, right? So I guess let's attack it from, well, why would you be using a fencer build? Well, In what situations would you want to use a fencer build over, over haste cap? So nowadays, it's the most common warrior build you see people running around with with their TP bonus blur shield plus one and their Nagling. Yeah, and they're bad. But <laughs> here's here you have to understand why, though. It's so... If I was if I were to ask that question better, I, w- I would say, well, what's the benefits of using Fencer over the benefits of using Subsimon Hasso, and try to see where that gets me instead? Because if these people are still going as as warrior with Nagling and a Fencer build and still subbing Samurai, then I don't know why they're subbing Samurai. Well, they. I mean, they obviously, some smartass. Oh, well, hopefully. That's typical. Ignore that they're sub-samurai at this point, unless they're swapping weapons for some reason. But they one would be... Sam, yeah, they, they phrased the question cool. poorly because they didn't even say one was sub-sam and one was sub-dragoon to add more context, which, if you're asking questions about what you're doing, context is very important, honestly, because it's very important to answer questions that are... You can't Contextually just, yeah, appropriate. Yeah, you can't just, oh, what's better, peanut butter or jelly? Okay, because are you having a waffle? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, people would be hella mad at me if I were to directly answer this question in the forum because I would just answer yes. Well, the first answer is from Austin. Just, just yes, yes. Depends. They're 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 both better. Yeah, it depends exactly. Man, I tend to agree with what Oscar says. Yeah, I like scary. him. He's yeah, he's I'm not always on the same page um, with him, but I, I like him. I talk to him at least. But, but yeah, I, I would I would simply answer yes. They're 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 both better. And then that would be intentionally to try to get them to ask, well, why? You're trying because to, that's, that's what I'm trying to ask is why. You're trying to beat a dead horse at the pond of water you let it do. Yeah, for real. I really am. It's like trying to make a Felgar drink. So, yeah, I can I can answer this, this question directly. And if they're talking about Odyssey, then Chango is the winner. I hate for all these people who run around with Savage Blade. To, I mean, if you're not using an Ukon Savara, of course, um, then you're probably going to want to use Chango. And there's a bunch of reasons why. But basically, you have to consider more than just what your what I assume is your spreadsheet showing you what the highest damage potential is, because that's not everything that there is to it when it comes to using a weapon in an event full of other people. So, Chango, Chango by itself is at least going to skill chain with itself. Negling does not. You're at least going to be at haste cap with sub Sam. Um, otherwise, you have a defensive measure which you don't normally have because you can't argue that you're going to use super jump on sub dragoon. 
um, in, in an Odyssey Sheol farm because that's absurd. Oh, what are you going to like jump out and jump back down and then just immediately have like the next mobs aggro? Like super jump is only really effective on bosses. It's why when I do farms, I shout for a Dragoon and Warrior. I don't shout for anything else, but I take the Dragoon first because that extra JA haste you have on Dragoon with your Nagling, yeah. you may not have the shield, but that JA haste is a big deal. Yeah, that at least makes sense. You're, you're capping delay. That's, that's the first thing that you should always be looking for if you're doing damage. If you are doing damage on a job, you should be able to do that damage as frequently as possible. And that, that because haste in this game is king. It has always been king since people have, have looked into it, and it is mathematically king as well. So um, you you have to you have to deal damage at a consistent rate, and that will always beat a consistent amount. I think the most important comment made in this thread from someone I've praised once at least before in this podcast, I'll praise again, is Monsieur Gironde. So Gironde. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that word. Monsieur Gironde. Uh, Gironde, uh, posts simply here. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Gironde. I, I just realized when you say it normally, then yes. I understand who it is. Gironde. Gironde. Uh, Hasso is slightly less than a 50% increase in attack speed when at capped haste for War Slash Sam without haste Samba, parentheses, 47.06 increase to be specific, in parentheses, which gets further diluted by you incurring the two-second weapon skill delay penalty more often. It's still a very significant attack speed increase, though. That's the whole post. But if you just take, if you read, if you ignore everything else in this thread, that's the most important part because I've always told everyone on Dance on Warrior, I go, if you don't have the extra job haste and stuff, and unless you're one shotting stuff that you can't one shot with Chongo, which on the first floor shouldn't really be different, and it really would have to be, it would be really granular to the point of how many times are you one shotting with Nagling versus not with Chongo, because R15 Chongo with upheaval is still a very powerful weapon skill that's going to do a lot of damage. And, I mean, the extra attack speed alone is usually what I side with there, because your white damage, because if you don't kill it, and you have like 2, 3, 4, 5% left, and you get like a good double attack, you can just kill that mob, honestly. It's not, as we talked about before about how Ukon can be very effective in an Odyssey farm where you don't have to kill it, your white damage can be powerful enough to just take that fucker down from like 10% or something, just take him right down. And the same reason I use Almace, unless, like on the first floors, if Nagling's going to be destroying on blue, which it does, the later floors, unless it's a NM or an Angon mob with more HP or something, I can kill all those. I'm not killing them in one Savage Blade, so I can kill all those mobs in two CDCs. And I have all the extra white damage now because I'm not using a horrible uh, offhand with no damage and, and I'm getting the aftermath proccing. Same same concept yeah. here. The white damage of, of, the great, of the Great Axe with all the extra attack speed is honestly severely underrated because... You have Arfree come in here into this thread that I did not link Fox because it didn't seem too pertinent. It didn't seem like a sagacious choice in my mind. No, okay. So my decision making needs to be more sagacious. Um, so Arfree comes in here and starts defending because there's a lot of that padding the parse that goes on there with you know the mobs at five ten percent yeah. and you savage blade oh look i just did 40k weapon skill oh, no the mob didn't have 40k hp left and you get all these numbers that are not real it's phantom damage so like the one guy sits here and it's brought up that that's a lot of phantom damage that makes you think the parse is telling this weapon superior when it's honestly not uh yep. in every situation there's plenty of times where using it is very appropriate and it's probably the optimal combination for a great number of things unspecific you know context applied note you know, but he sits there and goes, yeah, well, in our group, we all just keep tabbing over to the next mob so that we don't waste that. And we TP on the weaker one, the weapon skill on the ones that higher. Okay. So I don't know how many people have done Odyssey when you're fighting a group of mobs 
You have to get to that mob. You have to be facing that mob because things move around constantly. And you have to be aligned properly so that you can get that weapon skill off if you're doing that. So that's there's no world in where that's more efficient to have all these mobs around you so you can say that you're not wasting damage with something that can't do the white damage to finish those mobs off reasonably. Yeah, that's right. an on-the-fly decision. That's not a practice. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's not a practice. It does not functionally work with these mobs moving around. Even if they're slept, as soon as you hit it, you know, it's going Because I do that, and I don't, don't, I don't do that consistently with every mob because there's no world where that's actually going to be efficient. And they say their whole group does that. Imagine a group of, like, three DDs trying to all change targets constantly and weapon skill something different. It's going to be a mess because they're still going to weapon and skill something at the same time and just have this the phantom damage is not going away or even reduced meaningfully yeah. in my opinion by running around like a bunch of uh you know benny hills with the theme song going on in the background and here's the other reason why i know that their argument doesn't hold any water so a lot of people don't realize this because it's an r15 weapon or whatever and people always oh, I'll use the r15 weapon it, it's it distributes damage or whatever um so a lot of people don't realize that upheaval is not an fdp transfer weapon skill Yep, it's not. So you're going to see the exact same phantom damage from a Nagling that you would with a Chango. So if they were actually using Chango properly and they were weapon skilling the thing with like 1% health left, they're still going to see that phantom damage because the lion's share of Chango's damage is on that first hit. You'll see less phantom damage, in my opinion. Yeah, that's I think what's contributing a lot to it is a lot less phantom damage. It's still there. Yeah, but I mean, the, the the thing is, is you're not going to see so much of a difference that that you're going to think, hey, this run's going way better because I'm not skill chaining with people on NMs. Because that's basically what you're saying when you bring a, a warrior that only does one thing. Um, you're saying, hey, you know what? When we all have to fight the same target, we're not going to bother trying to kill it faster because we're all going to spam Savage Blade. Because Chango's still a four-hit weapon skill before multi-attack goes off. So a lot less phantom there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you do get additional damage from your other hits, but just like with Savage Blade, it's just Savage Blade plus two more hits. And here's, that's all it is. And here's the thing: and with too, a lower FTP, when you stop one-shotting everything with um, your Nagling in there, you get to that point where you're not one-shotting every mob. And most of these people aren't. By and the way. yeah, most of them are not. Then why would you want a slower TP gaining weapon when you have to use two weapon skills anyway? Like, you should be able to reasonably apply. If you're able to one-shot on your warrior, depending on how your warrior's geared and your effectiveness, you should be able to evaluate, I'm able to consistently do enough that the mob has no HP or almost none left, and it's not a hindrance to use Nagling. If you are on a floor where you're no longer doing that, and you could have been a lot stronger, because you don't have to be sub-Dragoon to use no. Nagling and Blurred Shield, no matter what people may think. They'll be like, oh, I'm not... I'm not, you can go and change up in the middle of the run. That sub dragoon's nice, but it's not changing your damage so radically. I'd actually rather the warrior be sub ninja so that way they don't kill, get killed by 100 fists. Well, that's usually not a problem, depending. I don't really have that problem. The damage well, should be fast enough to just dies. It's true, but it can happen. I've seen it happen. Especially if you're not skill chaining. I've seen it happen. Especially, I go on rune, though. A lot of these runs that don't take a tank. I, you know, I'll, I'll, if I see it happening, I'll definitely try to pull hate after that hate reset with a job ability or something if I have to. But I also just kill it, too. Yeah, yeah. Keeping hate on the NMs during that is just pretty easy. That's a, I guess I'm like building a different discussion at this point. Yeah, but still, the whole point is you should be able to evaluate this. And it's not like if, if you weapon skill faster with something else and you need two weapon skills anyway, why would you take the slower one? Because you do higher <laughs> right. weapon skills? I mean, come on, that's silly. What's funny is I have an excellent war in my group. I've mentioned this many times, and the dude uses Chango for a very specific reason. And honestly, I see the dude one-shot things with Chango all the time. 
just constantly. Well, he's that, that's, he's evaluated his gear sets and geared his warrior out to a, a functional yeah. matter where he doesn't have to be hindered by, you know, the I'm too weak to not use niggling kind of warrior. I guess. But I mean, the, the thing is, is that if he was able to one shot with any kind of consistency, like there would be no reason for him not to just use niggling. But there, there's a reason why you use Django, and it's because it does more damage, and it's it's less phantom damage overall. And when it comes to the the ascended mobs, not ascended mobs, fucking Aegon? yeah, we're in we're in a card farm now. I have the transcended mobs. <laughs> the ascended Roz has just popped from testing out my gear swap. Um, <laughs> when you get to the the mammal and everything, those those beast mobs, you're not killing them with that damage so the skill chain that can occur there if it's not something that resists slashing is, is really dramatic because you see when you switch over when you're fighting the lami and switch over to the the shining one the warriors are not doing nearly as much damage as they usually do with shining one because it's just oh yeah that's yeah. because they should be using a club anyway mm-hmm that's another thing yeah there's times to use shining one in there i'm, I'm piercing weak mobs yeah does it have wings <laughs> But, you know, that's also mm-hmm. something. But Club on Warrior is the other reason I take Warrior there. But honestly, yeah, I don't. I, you see him whip out Shining One for Lamia, and I just kind of wonder. It's like, Lamia get beat up pretty bad by clubs, man, in there. But yeah, same concept. They, do. they don't think about how, they, like, you're, if you're a warrior, one job is to apply damage to the target till dead, and you should be doing that as optimally as possible. You should have your sets on lock in terms of thinking about what you can improve, what's there, how you apply it. Well, you're, you know, you should be... That that should be like, It's literally your one job. It's the one thing you do. So it's it's your thing you're supposed to be doing, yes. It's good to ask these questions, but at the same time, the people who don't ask them and just blindly just spam Savage Boy on every mob in the game. Like if you're fighting Bumba and don't want to skill chain, yeah, good. There's other fights sometimes you don't want to skill chain, but that's the that's a minority of the content. You have to like If we if we circle all the way back to my original point though, it's that the right not the right question is being asked. Or like people again are 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 too focused on the weapon. And not what else is going on. You should understand the mechanics of the game. I remember I yelled at that this one idiot this one time in uh, in Discord chat for other reasons, but the dude couldn't even figure out why haste was important. And it, it was a long time ago. It was that uh, Clint, it was that Clint Beastwood idiot. Oh, Clint Beastwood! Yeah, oh, it's been a to, while. Tried to get into an argument with me, and he didn't even fucking understand how things work. Well, he doesn't understand thief works either. I'm using this as an example, though. Like he. Uh, so there are so many people who don't know how valuable haste actually is. And yeah, it was part of this argument. Like I, I just decided to just decisively win the argument at this point. And I go, Hey, you clearly don't understand how things operate. You should have told them that haste- your history of things that go on is I'm paraphrasing. And I'm like, I bet right now you can't even tell me what the most important thing for a DD is aside from being alive. <laughs> and I gave the guy like a solid half an hour to, <laughs> to respond. Like I waited I waited for him. Did you wait while your, your screen waiting for an answer? Or did you just what? Yeah, I waited. I just sat here and waited and drank my drink. <laughs> and he just, uh, he just made I, some tea and sat back. Yeah. Let's, let's see this fucker do this. I couldn't couldn't figure it out. And and it's 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 true. Like did most he say the things? Don't. No, no, I had to tell him. Yeah, I, he gave. I, I talked. He, about he gave. He's like, I don't, I don't know. He, he gave a couple, he gave a bunch of incorrect answers, and then I let him try to give the correct answer, and he still didn't do it. My Clint Beastwood interaction with Thief. I talked about that one on the podcast a couple of times. That was yeah. He could, couldn't figure out that haste was that important, and like this is another situation where people are clearly not figuring out that haste is that important. Like you need to do your damage frequently, especially if it's high. If the damage is enough to kill it in one or two weapon skills, you should be doing it as often as possible. That's what's going to increase your parse. It's frequency. Too, Whether or not. Yeah, exactly. Is doing as often as possible. It's frequency. And 
it has it has nothing to do with like minimizing phantom damage or anything. You should you're going to get phantom damage, and in this situation, you're spamming high damage more frequently. Well, it's about the phantom damage looking deceptive and being like, "Wow, the Chango can't parse nearly high enough." You know, that's what I'm talking about. They look at their scoreboard and go, "Wow, look at that! All that extra percentages of damage I'm behind." Yeah, it just means that they fucked up. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way you have an R15 Chango in a situation where you can also maximize nagling and not be able to do ridiculous damage with your R15 Chango. It means you have fucked up somewhere. And so, the problem to circle back to your original point, the problem, the problem is in how this guy obviously asked the question because. Instead of, so what I like about, I'm going to suck Table's dick here for two seconds, is he doesn't just go, what does more damage? He goes, so what are the situations I want to use this? And that's what the question that should be asked here is, what are the situations, the proper question for a new warrior should be exactly this. What are the situations in which I'd want to use different damage type weapons and which ones stand out? You know, what kind of situations can you give an example of that I would want to apply some of the most popular weapons to? You know, instead of being, what does more? this or this like you know what is better quantity or quality and the answer is not one or the other it's a mix of both it sounds like in a world where i'm forced to use fencer it would be because i don't have a sub job yeah that's also another big one too fencer is really useful for warrior with no sub in odyssey but not for short form and you also have to think about wider warriors using the club also And, and and we haven't strayed too far from the point this is evaluating the question that's being asked and, and why you ask these questions, which is incredibly relevant to the point. The club is so good in there. But yeah, so you put on club, you obviously want to use a shield. Oh, well, all of a sudden I'm using fencer. Should I be sub dragoon? No, you should still be sub Sam because you should be using Chango otherwise. And you still get store TP with that. It's not dramatic with a single will, but it's not like you suddenly get nothing from your sub. Yeah. But you want to you want to put all of these things together, like just because you do one thing, like because I can see someone and, and I guess I didn't explain this part before talking about that. I can see someone thinking, hey, you know, I want to be a good warrior. I know they use club on blunt weak mobs and I'd be expected to do this since I'm already doing fencer things. And when that goes on, I might as well just be a fencer warrior with nagling. And, and that's a reasonable conclusion to draw if you don't understand what you're fucking doing, which is OK, because everyone's new, new at some point. But if you can evaluate it properly, you're actually making a sacrifice to use the club. And I say sacrifice with like the biggest air quotes ever because the club is going to destroy those mobs. It's really powerful. Um, it's real strong. It will one shot also. It's going to do more damage than Nagling. Um, not just on those mobs. Whoa, 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 Fox. Judgment? Yeah, you can't, you can't just throw that out there because then, you know, everyone's going to be like... <gasps> Judgment on, on blunt weak mobs? Well, yes, on blunt weak mobs, yeah. absolutely. But that's, what I, that's what I'm talking I about. I know, but just people are going to hear that and turn their brains up and go... <gasps> Judgment? Secret I'm meta? Gonna, I'm going to spam judgment on everything. Ugh. Yeah, if you want to actually one-shot mobs, then you're going to use judgment on the appropriate mobs and you will one-shot them. But yeah, like, m- most people aren't going to evaluate that properly or they'll, they'll look at it and they'll draw that conclusion. And, and, and you know, it's easy to, for it to seem like that's a big brain move. Like, I don't, I wouldn't blame someone for drawing that conclusion and say, hey, I'm going to go in with Fencer because I, it seems like I'm going to use Fencer in all these niche situations that I'm actually on Warrior for. Where in all actuality, you're making that sacrifice to use Fencer when you can't appropriately use Chango. And that's more the way you should be looking at it. Or Ukon. The question's about Chango. Ukon gets shit on pretty hard in this uh, thread, too. That's surprising. Well, it's Savelle, so it's not surprising. He's a all-or-nothing oh. kind of guy. <laughs> Only understands one contextually appropriate situation Yeah, at a time. I can see it. What's funny is I don't usually disagree with a lot of the things that Savelle says in these posts, but that's 
to not understand what the value of Ukon is in this particular situation is kind of absurd. Well, Savelle immediately goes into rankings of more various things. Like uh, if you use Savage Blade with the TP bonus axe, that would be more powerful than using Chango or something, you know. Does he explain why? Because I was um, actually going to bring that up, but I didn't want to confuse things. He said, let's see. Um, Does he explain why that's better? So Jubei Anasara here goes, huge fan of Dolakenis. It doesn't always parse well since overflow damage can get cut off, but it's very close behind Nagling. And then Savelle says, as I mentioned before, it really depends on what someone is doing and whether they have a sub-job access or not. Warrior Slash Sam with R15 Shango is going to do more real DPS than Fencer War due to the massive difference in weapon skill frequency. Having that said, fighting giant numbers of limited HP monsters tend to inflate Savage Blade damage, which is what we said. Um, but then it goes, let's see. Now, Chango's going to one-shot them, whereas Savage Blade's going to two-shot them. We have a term that's having the parse of that, and then immediately goes, now if we really want to do Savage Blade, then make a Fern Gal for the offhand. They will both have superior TP gain over single wielding while also having better weapon skill damage due to the 1250 TP bonus. So... I do like that he put that, but then what I don't like, so that was very well said, and that's absolutely correct. But then the problem becomes, it goes into ranking things. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, the ranking that, things. That's the Azurin coming out in that one. Yeah, Operage goes to him, where do Ukon fit on the ranking? And he goes, much lower than everything else, largely becomes it's tied to a bad weapon skill that doesn't do anything for stronger Greyhounds weapon skills. Currently, the game is based on high, this is correct, but I, based on high volume power weapon skills, than making a skill chain, that or making a skill chain. Ukon doesn't help with either of those scenarios. It sacrifices a greater source of damage, weapon skills for the lesser source of damage, melee hits. And on face value, that's correct, but in Odyssey itself. Well, it's correct with omissions. So, uh, well, what Savelle said anyway. So it, it's actually for the same reason that, that Farangu is actually going to be quote-unquote better than uh, trying to do Fencer is because with dual wield, you can actually modify your delay to act as though you have pseudo-haste. You can actually cap the way at least, and you'll have a higher right. TP bonus. And that offhand weapon in this situation, because you're you're trying to pump out, you know, the highest damage weapon skills and everything, um, that offhand weapon is actually going to connect with these mobs because at max they're like only like level one thirty something, like high one thirties. Um, you're gonna be able to like through aggressor on the top floor or even just through proper food choices or the fact that you could get soul voice buffs when you're at higher floors, like you should be. Um, you're going to be able to hit that offhand. And I'm saying this from experience because as a ninja, I use um, Azora plus three um, for the offhand on a lot of these things. Now, sometimes I switch it out. depends on what I'm doing. But um, Warrior is going to pull off the same trick where you're going to be able to hit with that offhand. So therefore, if you lower the delay and you dual wield, you're effectively adding pseudo haste while still gaining the benefit of why you cared about Venture to begin with, which is the TP bonus that that offhand is providing, which is actually going to be higher than Warriors, I believe. Uh, without uh, without Warcry, Savagery, or Savagery. That 1,000 is going to be more. Now, whether or not we can get into the argument of, of that uh, TP bonus actually being worthwhile is a whole different story because you then run into the problem of are you weapon skilling at the appropriate effective amount, and that's a whole different can of worms. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of road you go down on the, the actual correctness of that answer. And I don't think he's wrong about Ukon in general being lackluster. He, that's What he said is absolutely correct. The game is based on weapon skill frequency and high numbers of weapon skills, not white damage. But when it comes to this in particular, I do think that the white damage is worth more than it's being credit, given credit for in the you know event of fighting yeah, it's, trash it's mobs. One shot. Yeah, it's simulating a one-shot. It's pushing the damage so that you can one-shot the, the mob better. Like, you may not hit the high damage that Chango's hitting, 
but your white damage is getting you there so you have the same result the 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 ends is is the part that matters not how you do it i constantly find that the mob has you know enough of a white damage kill left that i can get enough tp to weapons for the next mob but i need to be able to finish the one off in front of me and that white damage is what does that and that speeds the run up and, and it's yep. going there's going to be ebbs and flows obviously it's not to cut you off there's going to be ebbs and yes, flows obviously good. but yeah oh no, that's all i had you're fine and it's not to like pick apart what Savell said. What over, overall what he said is absolutely correct. It's just the asterisks that need to be applied to that and ranking ranking Ukon without giving context to it. You know, you need to provide context for why. I mean, you the reasoning is good, but I mean, if you just stop at the reasoning, there shouldn't be a ranking. Yep. Yep. That's really all there is to it. Because but, if, as long as you reach the same result with all the things you're doing, you're just picking like the best way that you want to do it. And ultimately, too, I believe everyone else was trying to rank things, and he kind of made comments, and I think people, he didn't directly start ranking everything. So maybe that was me being a little, in the past, I've seen him rank things. So, uh, you know, it's, but in this conversation particularly, I don't believe he was going out of his way to rank things for people. Like, there's people like Simon or someone, uh-oh, Simon was mentioned, who will rank things ridiculously, but he's not one of those people. But he does do that, and I just... The astro- but overall, it's just a thread of someone asking a question and failing out of the gate by not understanding the question they're asking. And this R-free guy who keeps constantly going, saying that Nagling Fencer build is better than anything else in the world and that Savelle's wrong and everyone else is wrong. And that's, that's this guy. He's from Brazil, so there's something about Brazilians in this game. Every time I come across one, there's always some, some hoity-toity bullshit. Yeah, I don't care who's wrong, actually, or, like, who's contributing what ideas. I just like the ideas to be, like, thought out and for people to understand why they're providing the answers, too, that they're providing. Like, the the ranking thing doesn't do anyone any good because then it makes it think that people can only do it one way because everyone just has this drive to only use the most elite things for some reason. And I rank uh, things. I The blue guy has things ranked as a general, but, like, it's for people who don't understand anything and it's there to guide them because they won't make the right choices, not because I think there's like a firm rank for these things. It's understand. Well, you should understand the concept of enough. Like it's like a minor theme that I try to bring to so many episodes, but you don't, you don't need to be absolutely crazy at everything forever. It's just not necessary. You can strive for that. There's nothing wrong with doing that either. But when it becomes exclusionary because you don't, then you're clearly doing it wrong because you're, you're aiming for things that you just don't even need. And, you know, I, it's unfortunate I remember that guy's name that drew me in that Shoal C because I did it on blue to get an extra mastery level. And also what they said that I forgot about was they go, you're going to use Sequian's offhand Thebron, right? Because uh, we had that whole bit about Sequian's yeah. and Thebron last time. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. He says best damage. Best damage. Best damage. Now, that's that's when you talk about... You that know, one almost gave me a stroke. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not like Logical's video because I had someone today in my card farm... So I think you're just trolling me now. Well, no, I'm, I'm getting to the point. I had someone in my card farm today who's like... Uh, they really like Ninja, but they said it's just uh, too weak or undervalued or whatever, and I'm like... In a card farm? And, well, no, they just said they like to play Ninja in general, but they don't because it's just basically, to sum it up, not good. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Are you, I said, what are you talking about? I go, have you not used hybrid weapon skills on Ninja? Have you not Savage Blade things? I go, and I just run on a tangent for a second. I go, I can understand when Logical's the fucking role model for Ninjas, and he makes a video saying, I don't know how hybrids work, and I don't use Blade 10, and I don't do anything right in spam Blade Shun. I can understand if that's your role model, your Ninja's doing absolute uh, he garbage. Used, he used Blade 10 in those videos. <gasps> I thought he like, even that, mentioned... That, that part wasn't fair. He did mention Blade 10, yes. Mm, well... 
and where it ranks up. When you spam Blade Shun in your videos, you're still not using Blade 10 just because you mentioned it. He has to mention it because it's a katana weapon skill, not because he uses it much. Yeah. I do watch the videos for quality control. That is more fair. That is a more fair assessment. Okay. I see. I I don't have a thing against the guy, so I'm not trying to attack him to make myself feel better. I want to actually be accurate. So, yeah. So when I ask, is that fair? I actually want it to be fair. It's it's Back to be to be totally clear. Like I I I I usually praise what the guy does to the extent that he's bringing ninja focus within the community. Like Correct. he's bringing awareness to it. He can be super wrong, which he is a lot of the time. Um, but it's still an overall positive because ninja's more accepted, and he's doing more for that than I am because I he reaches more people because more people understand that he's reading some sort of spreadsheet out of context, and they would rather watch people. I am I'm not going to rant about that. Yeah, yeah, I, your point the point's made. The I'm point's not, been made. I'm yes. done. Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, we're not a flashy video, and we're very long and windy, and I say a lot of annoying shit people don't want to listen to. I'm sure. So, <laughs> I mean, it, I think. If we had someone come on to promote Ninja, like someone that people care about that would be seen like, let's say we get Jerry Seinfeld to come on and do an episode about Ninja. Please no. <laughs> Could we not? <laughs> then, you know, the, you know the, the, the clout that brings would definitely bring attention. But no, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that what is seen is what's... Is the reality. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know... Problem. Yeah, like leaving ninjas like highest damage stuff on the table simply for the fact that it isn't understood is not the reason why you leave it on the table. I can understand leaving it there because you don't know it exists. But at this point, enough murmurings about the brokenness of hybrids or everyone always talking about nagling should always put everything on 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 everyone's uh, plate, regardless of the job they're on. So like if nagling is usable by your job, you should know that it's a valid option and it should rank right up there with the remas you can use. Now, it does not mean you only use nagling or that nagling is like going to be the best weapon because it's not true on any job that uses it. Um, and you should never overshadow the other things your job can do because there's no spreadsheet that shows a fucking formula of how it works because that also doesn't make something true. But you should also be able to go in and actually explore how things work and why they work, because that's going to give you the most overall knowledge on how to apply the things from your job. And as long like I don't do math, as I say, every episode, maybe most episodes, I don't <laughs> do math. So I don't understand the deep understanding that Fox has. Like when you sit here and look at he sent me a thing on his Ongo calculations. Oh, yeah, I which, fucked that up. Yeah, it was great because when we talked about it and I was talking about different gear choices, we you looked at your I sent you some stuff from the magic damage page and you realized from our conversation that you would overlook some calculations in your your work and you were able to correct it. But like it was nice, yeah. like you can get to that level and do that. But at least if I understand how certain things weigh, which is what I think most people need is to understand how certain things weigh in terms of how important attack will be in something or the things to look. I think those are the things I always outline those the guys to try and look for certain things to try. And you don't have to understand what's going on. I've got the exact numbers to do all the the Einstein, you know. Yeah, that's correct. That's the right way to approach it. No one is going to be like balls deep in content and be like, one sec while I math this out, guys. And then, like, go math something out and be like, okay, we're good to go. Because you don't have the fucking time to do that. I mean, like, like Fox, you're like the, the, the Vona Von Braun of the fucking the NASA space program of doing calculations because you can. Not that other people can't, but, you know, in terms of people I know, the only person I know does the calculations. So you have a deeper oh, understanding and know what to look because for. I, because I do them by hand or? 
Well, I don't know what 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 von Braun did for his calculations. Uh-huh. Maybe it was paper. I don't know. There's the gotcha. Well, I mean, I just do them by hand because it keeps you sharp. Um, you you don't usually forget as many variables that happen because you have to visit every one as it occurs, and it doesn't mean you're infallible because. I completely overlooked how a variable was set up within the magic damage calculation like an idiot. And, um, you know, it made my numbers look a lot more inflated than they actually were at the end You're of the so day. You're so fallible, crazy, Fox. Crazy multiplier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have to address this because some people are, you know, feel a certain way about the way I talk about how they're wrong. And, uh, you know, it's okay because I mess up too. You know, I'm not, I'm not sitting there from my glass citadel saying, yeah, you know, I'm right and you're not. So my my roundabout point because I make nothing concise in this world. Yeah, me uh, either. Well, I'm a lot worse at you at, at making things fucking long and windy. So the point is my point. To to circle back to my original point in this matter, <laughs> that was fucking crazy. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's me. Is if you don't like none of the same in the math's one thing, but when we sit here and talk about paying attention to the FTP, certain weapon skills, the modifiers and, and how attack values and like, as long as you focus on those few things, you know, modifiers, damage of the weapon, uh, FTP threshold, the defense of the target is in like, I'm doing low damage. I should put more attack on. That's the most important thing right now. Then I can evaluate further. As long as you know those things, you don't need math. You can focus yeah. on certain things and try and like, you know, it's a game. We're not playing fucking math blasters here. <laughs> right. <laughs> math blasters. It's true. And yeah, you know, and you can just try I trial and error all the time. So like if I see certain something's happening, I'll like adjust buffs or something and see like if we're not doing enough damage and we time out of a fight for like error body or something, I know that we can look at the rangers and core sets as you should as a group. When when something goes wrong as a group, you don't have to like to actually play the job, but you should be able to sit there and talk as a group while you're waiting in the fucking bullshit queue. Like put your sets on, let's look at your sets, let's talk about your sets and like be a group and that's how you have these you know, we're too strong, we kill all things sort of results, because, like, you're working on things together. But you should be able to evaluate. Like, you don't need the math, you don't need anything, just like, I need more damage. What can I change in my sets? I'm doing this. If I change this weapon, what optimizes that a little more? And it's not really, like, getting super granular like a spreadsheet, it's not needed. Just understand the basic things, like Armageddon AN3, crit damage is really good. So, like, what's my crit build set, you know? Like, and like we, we had both the core and the ranger put their crit build sets on, and we, we changed our sets for our body and stuff to get a little more damage out and had a big result to the whole fight. Yeah. But that's how and, you're successful. And I think another thing that's, that's often missed on this, too, is that when you see the arguments about, like, what's best in slot or whatever um, on these forums, they don't realize that the amount that they're arguing over is, like, 200 it's or less very DPS. minuscule. Yeah, it's like 300 or less DPS. Like, you're not ever going to notice it. It's more pronounced in the spreadsheet than when you actually employ it because of how Absolutely. how interact. Like, when the mob moves you, around and stuff happens, the spreadsheet's already wrong. Player decisions will cause you to lose more than 300 DPS, like, throughout, throughout a run. So, like, maximizing that does not mean that, that you're always going to achieve it because it's not going to be true. I think that's lost. So, speaking also of how, you know... We don't reach as many people as as the flashy videos do, which is not that we're not here to attention whore. We just kind of want to have fun talking about something and, and yeah. hopefully make a positive impact while you know engaging. We've had a community of people and stuff's happening. Like it, it's it's been an overall positive experience of you know meeting people, playing with people, and and all the people you don't meet because two days ago on r slash Final Fantasy Eleven, in the thread about um, Lucifer posted about how the new March update will bring. We'll talk about this right after this because it's a quick point. 
A March, uh, March update will bring access to the new area of the Crawler's Nest S for exemplar points camps, as in one area the, uh, in the Crawler's Nest that we suspect. We'll just fucking do it now. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live! Uh, there's an air in the crawler's nest in the present that made me think of, but it's also this one in the past because they just copy pasted. Where if you go in from the back, where the uh, the trotter boots NM, it's not no, rockets. Smurg. Oh, Smurg. Smurg. If you go in back in that way, past the scorpions, past the fungar, past the crawlers, and the little glowy ball with the NM you can spawn. There's an area where you drop down the ledge, and there's like two saplings there, and like a fungar or something on your way back to the other maps that are lower level. From the exit there, there's an area there where you drop down and there's like a tunnel that I think has maybe a question mark for a fight or something. Maybe I'm wrong, but there's like a, a wooden door there uh, on that map. And we believe they're going to move that wooden door or open it. And you can um, go through that because there's a map back there. It's like a donut room, like um, the room with the strange apparatus where people fight the, they used to just be a party yeah. camp back in the day. But it's now it's where the higher level crawl, like the knights crawlers, whatever they put in there are. Yeah, the secret camp. It's a room like that, but it's an unoccupied area of the map that you know we suspect is going to be attached to that part in the past. Um, okay. You know, it's something like that. Like, it's just going to be they're going to put just apex mobs that are going to be lower level than the promi ones, so that'll open up what I hope is like rock Cosnar levels of mobs we can go fight now, which would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because uh, right now, like dogs are pretty are pretty congested, and so are the floaty heads, like we we discovered the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, having have, being able to to uh, to freely EP on or get master levels on mobs that aren't just the the abundant skeletons that are out there, because that really favors one particular job type, um, would be really nice. Because there just aren't enough spawns of the other stuff. You're usually getting like 120, 40, 180 percent food plus duration in a pass too, which is nice. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I always forget about that. I get that for you can get that for those who don't know. You can get the sigil and get your regen and refresh and food duration for Odyssey, especially if you're doing multiple runs or NMs and stuff and using the same food. It's great. Think about how long our plus two repass would be. The refresh is so important for me in these fights. (laughs) (laughs) The repass, yeah. The reason you haven't beaten our body yet is because the repass plus two has not been used by Felgar for like thirty mil. I had to explain why that wasn't a good food to use. Uh, but it costs a lot of money. Right. But yeah, I, I actually look forward to using the past more. Um, I'm, oh, I'm the really past. glad they're, they're adding things to those zones. So that's really cool that they're doing that. Incentivizing us to go there. So now A lot of people would think it would be really out of the way too, but isn't there like a not, book or something? Yeah, to... there is a book and there's also a Voidwatch warp to the past because you fight an NM in that spot in the That's past right. I recall from Voidwatch. So it'll actually put you probably right close to where that camp might be. And otherwise there's the warp there from the past because there's there's the books and the HPs that go right to the past and you can just warp to the spot. Yeah, new, new people are not, are not going to have that Voidwatch warp. Yeah, and otherwise you get the Voidwatch warp and there might even be a book so there's going to be like two, three ways to get to this zone. It's really not going to be as bad. And I love the past great anyway. I wish we had more reasons to go, and this will be great. Like, this is, this is the kind of areas they need to reuse. Because, like, an area like uh, Fort KN is really cool, but there's, like, no reason to use it without campaign or missions. Yeah. It's just always completely empty whenever I go to do my uh, monthly campaign objective or whatever. For a while, there was a reason to go there because they added the cactus as a synth for the turtle jug pet. And that's the only place you could get it was harvesting there, but there's no reason to make that joke anymore. So, uh, adamantoids. sometimes you use, well, oh, the adamantoids. I thought you said cactus. No, no, the, the, I said, I said turtle, but it's, it's the adamantoids jug pet, the cactus you got to get to feed it. 
Yeah, because, you know, turtle sounds like cactus, so I clearly am. Well, I said you got to go harvest the cactus, so that's what you Well, yeah, 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 that's probably it. I just, I I know I completely misheard you. I just was confused. But that was always one of my favorite zones, just because it was so nifty to be fighting moms in the caverns and the fort and everything. It just felt like a cool Final Fantasy zone. I'm not going to lie, like, back in the, back in the day when I did, like, campaign actively and everything, um, and even did, like, the, the nation missions and stuff out there, I got lost in that fort constantly. I had like yeah, no, no direction, even though I was using the map, like I was using the map and clearly like I just derped at maps just for that one specific zone. Cause usually I'm really good with maps. It's just for, for whatever reason in that zone, I was just completely awful at any, any sense of direction whatsoever. I believe I had to camp the bunny in there, the rah rob for the, uh, Empyrean sword trials too. Uh, I never did that trial. I assume you mean for the, uh, uh, yeah. you mean for all things. Yeah, but also I did it twice because I originally made the Bruntello, whatever the fuck it is. The, oh, the one to give you the weapon the skill? The one to give you the weapon skill that I made all mace much later when I met Carrot. Gross. Oh, having to do that twice would be feel so fucking awful. Yeah. yeah it's I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of camping the, the spawned NMs. I like going to the okay. zones and stuff, but it, it's just waiting around and watching YouTube. For it's like a whole spawn. day. Yeah, it just takes out your day, and you're you're not really playing as often as you know otherwise. Then you get I, to I edit the wiki. Like I, I still miss it. It's just that's one of the things that doesn't. I, I it's not on the top of my list of things to do though. So like, I, I now that I, I got the thing I was trying to get done out of the way before getting to this point, because it's also brief. <laughs> okay. So in that thread, um, there's someone named Dumo31 who gets a shout out this episode because we're it's talking. I believe they are. Oh, okay. But I'm not sure. Oh, I'm trying to th- just remember where I saw it from. Yeah. yeah can... So we're talking about, uh, just in general, I was talking with them about, about just Beastmaster in general. Like, uh, what is this? Uh, they said, from a selfish standpoint, my beast would love the crawler camp, maybe even the scorpion F pet to remove buffs uh, and lizard versus vermin will work for killer instinct. So like automatically, I'm automatically, if I say it two times in a row, that must make it super, super <laughs> so automatic. <laughs> it's so automatic, it's light speed. Um, so right off the bat, I'm already turned on by this conversation. I'm like, wow, this person's thinking about a job that's really cool and is underrated. And I have trouble trying to find for when I try to fight the shark and want a Beastmaster or something in Odyssey and Guy. And I can't fucking find one. I just stand there for an hour yelling, and it's just I just don't even bring it now because it's like I can't find one, even though I want to use it and stuff like that. Uh, it's just great to see someone who's excited about a job like that and thinks about how they could apply to a camp, uh, how their job works, and how they could use something to benefit others slash themselves and and other function how their job works. And it goes into a discussion about that. I'm like, oh, that's not selfish at all. It just sounds like you're having fun. And it goes into this this conversation about Beastmaster here. That Beastmaster would brought them back, and you know it would be hard to justify the space it takes up otherwise. Blah, 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 which is somewhat true. It's why I haven't gotten into Beastmaster. Black Mage is my compromise, I suppose. But then they, I talk about the episode about it is the compromise. Yeah, it's the compromise. I used to play Black Mage. I'm having fun getting back in my groove. All right, all right. It's one of my it was one of my one of those jobs like back when 75 Black Mage is the thing. I actually had talent as a Black Mage to make those decisions of kiting and subbing Ninja and 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 being. Uh, you know, a piece on the battlefield instead of just standing back and, and putting Blink on and AFKing. Uh, you know, the aggressive Black Mage that plays like the Avesta Red Mage kind of Black Mage, but Black Mage is limited. To, I used, when I used to burst like the, like, 
anything like long cast like ancient magic I used to see how many laps around the mob I could make before it went off so I could return to the same position I started casting in. <laughs> like, that's how you play Black Mage like a pro. But just like Black Mage and Sky and stuff and, and like being a good Black Mage and doing damage and being yeah. able to survive the mob made like was the difference between like a really pro Black Mage who could sub ninja on the fly and fight stuff versus a Black Mage that just like died. Because there's a huge difference back then. It felt like, you know, you were like the Avesta tier Black Mage doing like pseudo like solos of. Uh, kiting sky nms around and nuking them like the the golem around the teleporter there for the diarondite and stuff like that we're going real back here and just like that felt like you were like a really pro black mage doing that and like uh oh i wonder if i could solo faust like a red mage which you can but yeah. you know stuff like that uh so they when i talk about the episode about beastmaster here for a second uh and then they go i think i've listened to that episode three times now so already i'm kind of like Taking it back, I'm like, wow, someone's listened to one of our episodes three times. That's, I'm sorry. That's a commitment. Yeah, that's, that's a commitment to your day. <laughs> maybe, well, we've had people all the time say, like, they drive between jobs, they go to the gym, they work at a desk and they don't care. They mow their big ass lawn. <laughs> Things like that. Big ass lawn. My big ass lawn. Fuck yeah. I think I've listened to that episode three times now. I just enjoy hearing about the job and trying to pick up on things I missed in the first time around. Probably wait a while to listen to it again. Oof. <laughs> there is still some right. I don't blame them because the Beastmaster guy is just information it doesn't actually have all these useful things or like it's just pure information on the job so it's nice to reference the Beast Guide on Auction House why do you stop it? Fucking scratching the cat uh, to reference it on Auction House it's got great information as, as you would need on Beastmaster there's a lot of information to have but it doesn't really besides some pieces of gear and maybe a couple alternatives with no specifics, it really lacks on any of the application of Beastmaster to any content whatsoever, in my opinion, which has been mentioned before, I think, in an episode. And so, you also have the decimation set that shows 5 out of 5 Galetti. Mm, didn't even know that one. I'm not a Beastmaster, yeah. but I know that's wrong. At attack cap, it probably isn't. But yeah, well... You're not always going to be there. You know, Beastmaster's not generally the job you think of when you think of, hi, I'm Captain Attack. Then everyone's like, oh man, you must be a Beastmaster then. It's because of the slug people throw that set in there. Yeah, it, well, like The slug does not mean you're capping attack, by the way. Wow, that's, that's great. It's almost like no one else can apply defense down. Right. For so, certain values of it. And also on its own, you'll never cap attack. So, yeah. It's not, again, it's not guaranteed, but anyway. I'm fighting fodder in Nigel Isle campaign. There is still You've done it. <laughs> there is, I need the extra peeps. There is still so much I can't incorporate yet, so I will have a different understanding as I progress further. So this sounds like a person who enjoys the game, goes at their own pace, has fun playing with their, their jug pets, and, and they really get the most out of it, which I'm already envious of someone having a an experience that I personally enjoy and I feel others don't have. So I'm already I'm already happy at this point. But um yeah. uh as I progress further, you guys did a great job talking about it was the reason I brought the Eft into Divergence. I didn't end up using stun often, but Geistwall was amazing. I was removing yeah, defense Yeah, I was removing defensive buffs as they were applied. Certainly couldn't be parsing certainly wouldn't be parsing well, but my Alice uh, appreciated the effect that I had. Basic plan was Eft until boss and slug at boss. I still want to try experimenting with other pets, but not sure which ones yet. Um, yeah, most people are gonna get blinded by the the defense down and and want you to only use that even though they probably don't need it based on their down. buffs. Yeah. Well, even the leech, too, for 50% attack down. That's a huge, that's the biggest attack down I can think of. That it's leech, massive, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that'll turn, that'll probably even overwrite the ridiculous buffs on something like um, Orc NM in Halfus. 
Alphys? Yeah, and over like that would turn Alphys into a baby. Like, like, like honestly, bringing a leech not for TP drain case, anything people think of, but for the attack down on Alphys would probably be the difference between your group being able to go in and beat his face in, or your group getting absolutely mollywopped to the floor. Actually, one of my one of the secrets I have on on Alphys when I go on Ninja is depending on like who the DD is that's that that's working on it. Sometimes there is a melee DD. And I actually keep uh, uh, urine. I think it's the attack down, but I keep the attack down ninjutsu on it, just because I know that attack down is usually not being applied anywhere else, unless there's like a, a you know a weapon break, obviously that people want to apply to him. Confucius say, when ninja pee too often, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thanks, Confucius. He said he used urine. Ichi. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah, I gotcha, yeah. yeah. So the rest of their post here ends up with the other night, a pair of R Dark were trying out weapon skill sets and Apex Crabs, which is, you know, interesting. Well, at least they're trying them out. Fucking people don't even try out shit. That's good. And I popped out on Beast. Killer Instinct took a consistent 30k weapon skill to 40k, which was fun. Then I waited on Key Eye Timer, popped in and switched to the Slug. They were starting to hit for 50 to 60k. All straight weapon skill with no skill change, just a test. None of us were expecting that large of a boost. Yeah, no one ever does. Yeah. Most of the time, the Beastmaster is not used effectively. <laughs> and honestly, if you can have a job that can skill chain and do impressive damage, as a beast does, you get Tandem Blow and Dolokhanis, and like, you get good stuff. Dolokhanis has a skill fine, chain property. Yeah. It's fine, but that being fine is what you need here when you're applying a good debuff slash killer instinct to the party. That is that is a huge boost for the slot. Yeah, exactly. So they're just warrior. Yeah, or I mean, they're, sure, they're helping themselves out and they're giving you guys savagery also, which is nice. But that only comes up any time you can reset Warcry. Otherwise, you have to wait for Warcry's timer. But, um, you know, and, and then when you just, like, make, like, the, the greatest DD sandwich ever and you just sandwich together a warrior and a Beastmaster and just go to town, you know, nothing stops you from applying both these things. So, yeah, I don't know. And I just, meant um, Tandem Strike, not Tandem Blow. I mean, that's just accurate. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I figured. Tandem Blow. Yeah, I always get the two confused because I don't play Beast enough. Subtle Blow. Tandem Blow. That's how you remember but no, for having no topic, I think this was a very good episode in terms of actual substance instead of four hours of debating on the merits of being able to creatively make arts versus charging everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes it's a refreshing palate cleanser to have an episode like that. So yeah. it's whatever. I don't mind it. I, I enjoy the, the discussion with you because I can at least talk to you in good faith. Yeah, it's true. I only judge people when it's in game. <laughs> I only judge you when you fucking suck it. Clearing wave three. Jeez. What's funny about that is I was right there with them not not clearing wave three in those runs. So <laughs> a lot of times people people miss that. It doesn't matter how much damage I do on the parse if we don't win. It's like one of those companies you've worked for for like twenty years and for Christmas they just give you like a stale piece of gingerbread and say, Thanks for all you do. Boy. Yeah. Don't worry, that link show will dissolve because without you guys and Slomer that they really don't have shit going. They needed those bodies more than they'll admit. So that's good. Then again, it's all oh, the, it's all they, the they, did, they did get new bodies, though. Yeah, they got new bodies. Hopefully, the cringy, cringy bodies that'll steal from them. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Hopefully, these new bodies oh. don't take advantage of them and their materials for their A own lot comfort. of me didn't want to say anything, though, because I kind of want them to just, like, I, I, I just don't want to warn them about it. They wouldn't take it seriously anyway. Yeah. You offended their pride. And it wasn't Sif who did this, it was someone else who was told. What was it, Lucille or whatever? And then they, and then they just told them, and then they had to do something about it. But it was someone else who like took the initiative to kick us and then say something after the fact to someone. It's like, ah, oh, I see. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, that's enough of that one. I'm that's... sure they. Uh, I'm sure they got something out of it at the end of the day. 
<laughs> they got a clear. <laughs> Unfortunately. But what they did not get is uh, Hordendal Kvik uh, yeast inside of their delicious root beers, which are not oh. delicious, and do somewhat remind you of genitals. That's good, dude. And I think, unless there's anything else that comes to mind, I think we've put out a decent amount already, and I think we can respect the listeners' time. Yeah, we're good. I could use some dinner. Yeah, I'm hungry, too. I'm going to get some of that free pizza that we keep getting because Carrot works a million hours at a firm. Hey, there you go. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else, man. Getting tired of this pizza. I know it's Jersey pizza, and it's good, but, you know, got to the point where I said, why don't you get that big ziti pizza, throw the casserole on the pie? You know, I actually don't know. I want to feel again. I want to feel again. Give me that big ziti casserole with a crust. All right, we're done. There okay. <laughs> okay. Any uh, any final words? Any poetry, Fox? Anything you want to leave the listeners no. with? No, we're done. <laughs> okay. Play us out, cowboy. All right, later, guys. <laughs>